Hello guys and girls, and welcome to episode 118 of the F Reality Podcast. This is a weekly VR, AR and MR talk show, live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook and on Twitch, and this is all made possible by using Restream. You can also catch the show live in VR using Big Screen TV. The show goes live at 7pm in Europe, 6pm in the UK and 12 midday in Central US. You can also check out the audio version which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud and on Spotify. If you have any questions, comments or feedback during the show, please put them in the chat. We'll try to answer as many questions as we can. Now, of course, it's time for me to introduce you to the team. First up, this guy's recently been mixing it up on Mixer. He's as smooth as Belgian chocolate, and he's our resident VR scientist. It's, of course, the rowdy guy. How you doing, dude? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. We just had Sinter class here. So, you know, you mentioning Belgian chocolate is actually very nice because I have a ton of it right now in, in, the, in the house. Uh, there's, uh, my parents came by, they, even though I'm over 30, they still come by every year to give me, like, and my girlfriend, a lot of chocolate. I got more chocolate at work. My girlfriend got more chocolate at work. So we have, like, if anyone wants chocolate, just come to Belgium. It's time to be here. What about what about <laughs> pepper nuts? Do you have those as well? Yeah, I have some. Those, like, wrapped with chocolate, like mm. white chocolate and black chocolate. They're my favorite chocolate. ones. Yeah. Now I'm really <laughs> hungry. You're going to hear my stomach <laughs> rumbling throughout the show now. <laughs> no, good to have you on the show, dude. Next, this guy is happiest when he's putting the pedal to the metal or becoming possessed on stream. Catch him if you can. It's VL streamer, Zimtok5. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta suppress my laughter. That was good. The possessed one. What what legend of the possessed one? I'm, it, it, was was the buck, it was the buck stream. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one the buck didn't even bother looking at because it had clowns in it. That was great. Oh, so you got a friend who uh, doesn't like clowns much. So I did a stream dedicated to him with a horror clown game uh, middle of the week, which which was good. I Actually, I have been away from horror for a long time because um, people probably don't know this about. I don't say it much, but I think I'm like convinced that the gray in my beard comes from all those years of VR horror, <laughs> Dreadhalls, Monstrum. Resident Evil, um, because it actually really gets you. Like, mm. it really gets you in a way that, yeah. like, the Horror adrenaline goes through you. What's that? Horror in VR is something else. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, but, uh, like, you get a little hooked on it. I mean, I, I never was a horror gamer at all. And then I got into VR and I got into it. And it's like, it's kind of like a drug. It is. Kind of like a drug. So, yeah, yeah, definitely that hit of adrenaline. Uh, you know, you, you want to keep, you keep craving that and want more yeah. for sure. Speed and fear, man. You got me pegged. Yeah. You want to try out the uh, the hospital thing that me and uh, David did, uh, Nathie's brother, uh, like in London at the O2, where you're in like this wheelchair. Uh, and uh, it, it's probably the scariest thing I've ever oh. done in VR. Uh, I'm, I'm curious, Mike, did anyone ever have an accident in that? Uh, I have no idea. But like, Two grown men were screaming their lungs out <laughs> when, we, when we tried it. So, yeah, it, they, it, they probably had an accident, but they, they're not going to mention that on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take a take a spare pair of pants. I only you. I only ever been there once. It has happened once. Five. <laughs> okay. So next up, if this guy was to make an aftershave, it would smell of frickandelle and pepper nuts. It's VR deep diver. It's of course Nathy. How you doing, dude? You're right. Yeah, so you, you could go to Belgium for chocolate, but a frikandel with yeah. some special sauce on it. Yeah. <laughs> I think you got to go the other way. And yuppie sauce. Although, can you get yuppie sauce in Belgium? Yeah, you can. Oh, okay. Of course. Okay. Yeah, but, of course. but ours, we have, is, we have like ours is 
<laughs> yeah, but ours is better cooled. Okay. Yeah. yeah. When I when I bought some, like me and me and the wife just like completely went through it in like a matter of weeks, like like one one or two weeks, it was all gone. It's just so delicious. It's like it's like really addictive. But you're okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm doing fine. I've uh, been binge watching some some Disney Plus shows. Ooh. Been uh, fun. I like my favorite one. Is well, you you would think the Mandalorian. It's it's also great, but I, I like the uh, Imagineering uh, stuff where you get to dive into the Disney parks and they show ah. you how the rides are getting built, how the magic has been mm. created. It's it's uh, it's it's good. So yeah. it's a recommendation for me right there. Because something that people may not know about you is that you you really like theme parks. Yeah. You really like them and and what goes on behind the scenes, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm like nearly obsessed. Yeah. Yeah, so there you go, a little, a little sneak peek at uh, uh, the real Nathy. <laughs> <laughs> the real Nathy. Oh, this one that you usually see is totally fake. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. You can say that. It's fine. You know, you can be almost there on this show. We're all, we're all, we're all our own characters. Um, <laughs> okay, last but by no means least, myself, the host of the show, Mike from Virtual Reality Oasis. We've got a busy show for you today. Some of the highlights include ProTube are making a haptic feedback pistol accessory to add some kick to your VR games. Uh, the Pimax 8KX is delayed once again. Zim's going to give you the lowdown on the latest releases to look forward to next week because there is a big one that you definitely won't want to miss. And then finally, we're going to be talking about the Qualcomm Snapdragon XR2 chip and what this means for the future of standalone headsets and possibly the follow-up to the Oculus Quest. But of course, first, let's find out what everyone's been playing and their highlight of the week this week. And first up to the plate is Rowdy. I have not been playing any VR this week, mostly because uh, <laughs> mostly because uh, it's been incredibly busy. You know, the end of the year is coming, so work is like packing up. Uh, everything needs to get done before the holiday period. The only thing I did manage to get a whole load of was uh, Star Wars. Both The Mandalorian and I also managed to get my hands, uh, per your recommendation, Mike, in uh, uh, The Fallen Order. Um, so mm. the new Star Wars game. Uh, been really enjoying that one. Haven't played that much. Like I said, I haven't that much time. I did like a, like a quick stream on Mixer indeed yesterday. Um, just having some fun and trying out a little bit. And uh, yeah, I, I like it a lot. I mean, I, it makes me crave even more for a better Vader Immortal game uh, <laughs> or just a, a general Star Wars game in, a, in, in virtual reality. Um, yeah, definitely. Because I was playing Jedi The Fallen Order. Uh, I maybe had about six hours into it and then I played Star Wars Vader Immortal Episode 3 and mm. I was like, oh, man, it really does show like <laughs> VR has a long way to go still, even though I do yeah. think Episode 3 is, is still pretty good. Um but the Jedi: The Fallen Order is is such a, an amazing game, and I think I'm about yeah. twelve hours into it now. But also, like you know, watching the Mandalorian, the new movies coming out soon. It's like we're surrounded by Star Wars at the moment, and yeah. I, I love it. Exactly. It, it. It's really great, and it's also the it's really the kind of game that I really enjoy again because it's mm. very story driven. The, the gameplay itself is cool, but it's not really like the core of the game since there's so many cutscenes in between, and it just makes me want something like this in, in virtual reality. Where I mean, if if Virtual reality gets to that point that you have like full body tracking and you have those amazing visuals and you could recreate an entire movie just playing as a character in virtual reality. And I think that is just, uh, that's also why I'm saying always like it would be awesome to have more camera options in mm -hmm. virtual reality that you could, for example, like what they do always in, a, in GTA, you know, those cameras where you can record the entire scene and afterwards mm -hmm. yeah. you can place certain yeah. cameras in there. 
if if virtual reality games, I know it's very complex, of course. Like I'm, I'm not saying that developers sh- should start doing it now. I mean, invest your resources in the things that you find useful. But for me as a content creator, it would be really neat to have something like that in virtual reality games where you can just play through a certain scene, record the past 10 minutes or something, and then afterwards start placing your cameras all around and you can like mm. make this really awesome kind of cool video mm. about a game that you just like. So yeah. well, that, that, that's, uh, I would really that, like something like that. Let, let me not start about the real in that sense. But I yeah, gonna, I, uh, I, I, I do agree. I want that too. I want that too. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame. It's a shame what happened to them. They were way, way ahead of their time, really, in that sense. No, that's the problem. It, yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't the time. It wasn't the right time for that technology mm. to get a foothold. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the only reason. That's the only reason. It's not that it won't happen. It'll happen. Yeah. Just not yet. Yeah. The only thing I'm missing Star Wars wise is a, is a sequel to the Christmas movie they made. What? <laughs> I didn't yeah, see with that the, one. With, you haven't, you have never seen that one? No. The Star Wars It's the Christmas forgotten movie. movie? Yeah. It's about celebrating guy? Christmas with, <laughs> with all the characters. Like no, no, no. It's real. That's yeah, real. Just look it up. It's Star canon. Wars Christmas movie. It's canon in the saga. In the saga. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, okay. So, of course, uh, you know, join in in the chat as well. Let us know what you played. We'd love to know. We can read some of them out. Um, but what about you then, Zim? What have you been up to this week? Uh, finally, um, I think the highlight of the week... I played a lot of games, but um, the only one I want to really highlight is... Uh, Asgard's Wrath. Actually, the last time when I played it, I, I got about 20 minutes and then my wife jumped in and I let her take the stream. So she played it for two hours and I'm like watching, kind of half watching. So I, I finally got to play that and I played it for about five hours or so today. Just kind of end of my, like rowdy, very busy end of year. So my whole week is just totally maxed, barely seeing my family. And it's like, okay, today is a day for me. I'm just going to take a game day. And like... The benefit of waiting for big titles like that, Stormland 2 or whatever, is that it's like triple A VR and it's like going through a fudge cake. It's like mm-hmm. a chocolate fudge cake and you just got it all to yourself and you're just chewing away at it. And Asgard's is just like the amount of detail and all the little fine special effects that Sansaru did in that game. Like, feck me, man. That's like, it is a gorgeous game. I wish I had a system that could run it a bit better than it does. Um, but it... It's great. I'm just enjoying it, and, and so to be able to just it, so sit back and a recommendation enjoy. From you? Great. Because we talked about it a little while back, like if, if if it would be for you, because you're a big Skyrim fan. Yeah. Like do you, do you see this as something that would pull you away from Skyrim, or do you still say, "No, Skyrim is my go-to title." Oh, if I want to have like a like a 40-hour game, then which one? Would the, you? you have it's to not pick the one. Length, it's not the length. They're different, right? Like this is going to be a game that you play through, and I think that's probably it. Like you can cl- you can clock this game and they make it really easy. I like that because I'm a completionist kind of guy. Like I like that they give you like here's all the collectible things that you need to do all the side quests. It has a much better system. It obviously has the full VR integration, which is great. But to me, Skyrim is the game that if I ever want a VR holiday, I just go do it. And I know. And the problem is now that rift between uh, the control support is growing. So I'm like looking at Bethesda, going like, <clears throat> time for a VR game, lads. But no, it's. It, it, it's still quite a, I mean, I'm what five hours in or whatever. It's still quite a linear experience on the main story branch. It's mm-hmm. not as open world as I'd love it to be. Mm-hmm. And there's sometimes like even like a, a, ma- a you know, a mace or something or a, or a hammer sitting on the side and you can't pick it up. Like there's no interaction. And I think that's a, a huge sin for a VR developer to put an object there that you can't even just pick up. Mm. Um, but those Good things point. are going to, correct themselves in time and you know what's right about the game is it's so right it's so right it's just 
It's very good. And I think, as I said, it's like chocolate cake to me now. I'm just going to take my time. I'm just going to eat that entire cake myself. I think small, a small lick from time. I think what I liked about Asgard's Wrath is that it's continuously adding more to the game, like new features, new things you can do, mm. you know, new abilities, new uh, companions that you that have got certain abilities and new areas that you can it's access. It's fresh, right? Yeah, yeah so it's got... It's fresh as it goes along. Kind of got that Metroidvania sort of style about it. There's, you can go back to old areas, revisit them, <laughs> you know. So there's a lot of content in that game for sure. Yeah, and there's a lot. There's a lot for a lot of different groups of people, I think. But uh, yeah. it's uh, it's nice because I can see how you could just you could totally beeline it and just like main story and just fire through the game. Yeah, there's no way I'm doing that. To the, that would be a disservice <laughs> to the game to do that. I'm <laughs> I am gonna take my time. Yeah, cool, cool. What about you then, Nathy? What you been up to, dude? Yeah, so let's first of all dive into the chat. So German Rifter played the climb on Quest mm. and Red Dead Redemption through Varpax. Ooh. I still want to try that myself. I heard it's very good. Um, and then we have uh, Neo, uh, who played and finished Red Matter on the quest. Mm. Fantastic oh, wow. game. Yeah. yeah. And then Dave the Psycho. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he play- <laughs> nice one. Um, he dove into Asgard's Wrath, The Climb, Death Lab, and the newest DLC for Sartar. Sorts of gargantua. Mm. Oh, yeah. There we Good go. Change. Yeah, and then uh, uh, Robin Kester, he uh, uh, played uh, Synth Riders and, of course, The Climb. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And then, uh, last but we not least... We also have, uh, on Twitch, we have VRBug. Mm. He, he played Onward, Until You Fall, and he didn't play Nostos. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds yeah. like a plan. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last one uh, I have here is uh, Mice. Uh, bought Pistol Whip and uh, played for like 30 minutes yesterday. Now I cannot walk. <laughs> <laughs> that is a problem. All been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, uh, I, I feel you. I feel you. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's it. So, I, I think Mike wants to highlight the same game as me. Okay. The climb, or is it something else? No, yeah, it's the same one. Go on. Okay, so I can I can talk about something else if if you want, if you like. If you want to, if you've got another one, surprise you with something exotic. Go on then. So yeah, I could play uh, like I could talk about all these releases that you know went on this week, but I decided to yes use Far Packs and play some Left for Dead. Ooh, you're Left for Dead. I too. Uh, I modded the game a little bit because Steam has a workshop, so you can uh, you know uh, change the field of view. You can uh, add all these mods, you know. I I turned my um, like um, it's it's like the pill box, you know, the the pills you can can use. Mm-hmm. I turned it into like a Red Bull, uh, <clears throat> so I was just constantly drinking Red Bull. I had a med kit in uh, the shape of like the med kit from Half Life, <laughs> so I just I just kind of uh, messed around with that, um, and it just kind of gets gives you a feel of like okay, you know, this this is something we're gonna get as well. We're going to get some Left 4 Dead in VR next year, maybe the year after. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but um, it's just that these kind of games, they just work for VR because it's a shooter. I mean, shooters have been very like classic in uh, virtual reality. They just work um, because you have a gun in your hand. You know what to do with it. Um, but when I played it, I, I, I just realized again how, how scary this title mm. can be. 
Um, Those witches. Even that, yeah, also, but also the fact that you can you, you constantly get swarmed by zombies. We have yeah. played so many zombie games where you have like, yeah, I don't know, like there's six and you can shoot them all. But in this game, it's constantly something that happens. One zombie can, you know, trigger other zombies and then they're like hearts, like waves and waves of zombies. Yeah. And even, uh-huh. even if you finish a part of this game they still manage to spawn them. So even if you if you are AFK, you want to go to the bathroom, you have to pause it because otherwise there are more zombies spawning out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> but that it, game gives such a sick satisfaction, though. I mean, it was actually my entry to VR as well because I used the NVIDIA stereoscopic thing, made up some red-blue glasses, and and that was actually yeah. what got me, turned me on to kind of the whole VR vein then. Um, but, like, when you play a multiplayer you know, with all like the hardcore expert stuff on and you're just sitting there as a hunter, like up the top of something, ready to pounce someone and you nail them. It just, oh, that's amazing feeling. That is a great feeling. Like, <laughs> so I'm glad you revisited. How's Vorpex treating games these days? It's great. It's great. But you need to be a fan of it in a way. Although yeah. Vorpex nowadays have has this system that can really inject itself and give you positional tracking where oh, wow. it's like room scale. For example, Bioshock. Huh. Uh, can be played room scale, although you don't have the motion controllers to use. So you can walk around That's in the world, wonder. but yeah. you but you can use a gamepad. Yeah. Um, and there are many others that, that work the same. So Varpax huh. has become more intelligent in mm. that sense. And ha- there, there was like a load of people in chat earlier talking positively about Vorpex, and I'm like kind of surprised because I wrote it off years yeah. ago uh, as not enough for me. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm going to revisit yeah. it now because that sounds awesome. Most famously, the mod of GTA where you could use your actual hands to drive a car and shoot out of the window was supported with Vorpex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it it's still uh, to use for some, mm-hmm. um, and it allows you to, of course, play everything in a, well, you know, a fake VR way. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I, I'm i like a, I have a license for like, I think four or five years now. I also had tried that for a while, but I don't know where, where that went. Um, but yeah, Varpex seems to be still the leader in that sense. <laughs> my, my brain skipped a beat and merged him talking about GTA and the license for Varpex. <laughs> and I thought he said, I've got a driving license. And then he'd like run over... <laughs> Pass it, people on the road or something. I don't know what was happening, man. Oh. But it, it, it is exciting to see what you can do with Left 4 Dead. You know, like there, like all these, all these characters that they created, all these zombies. Like, if you think about, it, like, oh, what would this look like in VR? What kind of experience would this be? You know, there will be this constant danger. And if they really pull off a co-op where you can have four people joining each other and they they nail it in a certain way. It's going to be so freaking awesome. It's going to be so exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. Like, if they make a Left 4 Dead in VR, I'm I mean, popping pills in VR and then using that chainsaw and just, I mean, there's the baseball bat and I can keep going forever. So, for people that maybe have never tried Vorpex, because I've never actually tried it before. You never tried it? Never tried it. Um, how How much is a license, like, roughly? 30? I think it's thirty. It's about thirty. Is that for like a year? Is it thirty pounds? No, no, no it's no, permanent. Yeah, it's unlimited. Yeah. Oh wow, yeah. that's that's not too bad. And and I have to say, I know Nathan and I agree on this. The Ralph, the guy who makes it, awesome, super responsive, like yeah, one of the better early VR stroke. Uh, and an active community too. Like they have a yeah. website where they have a forum, so you you get a list of okay, these games are supported, these aren't, and. Yeah, they constantly share updates like, hey, these are... Because if you do use Varpax in a pancake game, you need to change a lot. But they have profiles in Varpax that you can just download from the community that they Mm -hmm. uploaded. And it will automatically 
well, you know, change some of the settings and tweak them for you. So, you yeah. but it's very VR enthusiast of, material. Uh, I played quite a bit of uh, Fallout Four uh, back when it <laughs> came out mm. in uh, in Vorpax. A lot of people really? were, were, yeah, yeah, back when it, when Fallout Four, not the VR version, when the original mm. version launched. Because when then the VR version got announced, I got like a lot of hate from people that saying, oh, you tried to clickbait us with and VR yeah. videos on Fallout 4. <laughs> and I'm like, this video was made three years ago. Like, what are you talking about? People do not care about that. Like, that is no. definitely a thing I've noticed on YouTube where it's like, you make something that's point in time, no one ever pays attention to the date stamp on the video. Uh, they, yeah, they, they they always said like, "Hey, you fake your your head movements." But like, <laughs> for example, like I also played No Man's Sky when it came out in VR, and the the same feeling that I got now when it finally launched officially for VR, it was mm. almost it identical because you get a you kind of get a glimpse of what games could be like in virtual reality. Oh my god! Sorry, I I didn't mention it, but um, I'll only spend ten seconds on it. But I actually used virtual desktop to play Daisy Livonia. So Daisy mm-hmm. has been oh, yeah. out for a long time, um, but they just came out with their first like proper content patch, uh, which is a brand new map, uh, which is about two thirds the size of the original map, which, which to me was for any Daisy fans pretty disappointing. Uh, so <laughs> I would say don't bother <laughs> with <Okay>. Livonia. <laughs> okay. Same same assets, kind yeah. of just. Shared around, so I just wanted to give that message out in case anyone cool. was really a Daisy fan. So there you go. If you got right. if you got like a spare weekend, you know, then go and play around with some Vorpex and some some original yeah. games. Um, Pricey, yeah. But this this weekend, like uh, this week, sorry, I've been I've been playing a bit. Uh, it's it's kind of hard to keep up nowadays, like which is a, a great problem to have uh, for consumers. You know, the, the the choice out there at the moment, there is a game for everyone, whatever your taste is, whether that be on the Quest, PSVR, Vive, Rift, whatever. Um, so it's a great time to be involved in VR for sure. But um, my highlight this week is, is of course the climb on on Quest. Um, it's so weird now when you look at the climb because, you know, it originally released like three years ago now. Like it's it's a really old game, but it, 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 it it's aged quite well, I think. Uh, but Mike, didn't you release three years ago? <laughs> <laughs> and you've aged quite well too, <laughs> like like, like, a, like a fine wine or a cheese. You know, either way. Um, but yeah, like back then, if if you're not aware, maybe you're you're an, you know a newcomer to VR. Um, when you bought the the climb, the touch controllers weren't released back then, so you could only <laughs> yeah. play the game uh, with an Xbox controller, which actually shipped with the original Rift CV1. And yeah. then, a, I think it was like six months to a year later, the touch controllers came out, and then they pushed yeah. an update, and then you could use yeah. the fully tracked controllers, and that was a right. real big deal back then. Um, but yeah, so it was great to jump back into the game again, and I think you know, uh, Crytek, they've really encapsulated the feeling uh, still you know the feeling is yeah. still there you know the sense of height the sense of scale the the the, f- the freedom of moving around using the quest though is really next level and i think that is one big bonus that the quest version has over the rift version um, but of course it does lose some of the graphical fidelity but i think for the most part if you've never experienced the pc version you're not gonna miss anything you know, and if yeah. you've got a fear of heights, then you definitely won't notice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because it does really yeah. give you that butterfly it feeling is, in your stomach. It still does. I was actually impressed because um, like one of the places that I immediately noticed the visuals took a step down was when you turn around or whatever, you finish the level, you look around. It, it's kind of like you're in a 360 yeah. degree picture, right? It's like that dome. But then I kind of reconciled it and I said, like, 95% of the time you're facing the bloody wall, yeah. right? And it like... The visual downgrade doesn't matter that much, but for those of us who bought the original game, got this for free. Yep. Um, 
that's a great deal because the original game was like fifty quid. It, it was, was not cheap. It was it was, it was one the of the first most expensive like, games back then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it really was. And um, again, I, I forked out for that, and I you know I, I bought that game. So anyone who was on that kind of receiving end, who's now got a quest and had that title originally, it's kind of like a Christmas present dropped in your mailbox. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So the Lovely. so the interesting thing was I took it to um, a climbing wall, like a local climbing wall, I and um, I asked some climbers that, that actually climb regularly to try it, uh, and some of the reactions were, were just hilarious. But, you know, again, like these people, a lot of these people had never tried VR before or or maybe had tried VR, but like just like a phone version or a theme park or something, so they'd I never play, tried... I played a roller coaster standing. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that stuff. Don't do that, by the way. Don't <laughs> give roller coaster demos to people that are new, but... Um, and I was actually a little bit concerned uh, going in about demoing the, the climb to these people because they didn't have any VR experience. And I, and I think personally, the climb is quite intense in some ways. Um, you know, the, the world yeah. is moving around you and you can fall. Um, but I tried to make it easier for them by turning off the stamina so you can put it in tourist mode so they don't have to worry about the grip strength. I wondered, yeah. 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 Well, <clears throat> the other thing is, what the I think it was the beefy guy who you put in. Um, uh, Gabriel? Yeah. I think it was, yeah, Gabriel, who, um, he, he had the same problem I had, because I was trying to race Nathie's time in one of the levels, and um, because I didn't grab with both hands on the platform, the game jettisoned me, like, off to the side, and the same thing happened to this guy, he just all of a sudden, his body, like, flew off the mountain, and I saw it in your in your video. <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, absolutely. It was very fun, by the way, it was a very fun it was, video. It was hilarious to, to, to watch. Um, but yeah, they, they all had a lot of fun with it, and then uh, and then after that, I actually got to try some climbing myself. Never never done bouldering before, uh, which is no. like the indoor climbing thing, because you don't have any harnesses or anything like that, because it's about 15 feet high. Um, yeah. But I actually got really into it. I, I think I found like a new hobby. I've actually been back since and, and done some more. So it was kind of like a really fun week for just demoing VR to people that never tried it before, and also finding a new hobby. So really cool nice. week. I'm not sure you know. I used to instruct at a climbing wall mm. at university level um, got my shoes here as proof um, but, so get yourself a pair of these they're not, they're not expensive but just buy used Mike if, if you're not too pushed right because you don't know if you're going to keep it at the hobby or whatever mm-hmm. you usually go a size or two smaller than your usual shoe size you really cram your feet in these things uh, which is normal but there was a mistake I saw and if the instructors didn't tell you this like I, am, I was shocked seeing you climb with a wedding ring on never do mm, that mm. because what it does and this is a message to anyone who does bouldering or wall climbing that will if you fall on it take all the skin off your finger off the bone it will literally just like that and i saw you climbing with it and i was like fuck uh, that scared the shit out of me so yeah. don't do that again no I, d- I didn't actually do that the second time i did learn my lesson uh, from that and it's something that we did they tell you though n- did they tell you because no to be fair it, it, to be fair to the owners like um it, it wasn't them that, that showed me the ropes. It was Gabriel uh, that showed me the ropes. And they were uh, kind of like, well, he knows what he's doing. And it was kind of like a, it was going to be a jokey thing at first, but then I kind of uh, got into it a bit more. So um, yeah, you I'm you glad you like it, though. It's really cool. The, the really one thing cool. I would say, which a lot of people who are the first, you know, first at climbing don't realize is how much, how much your legs, like your legs participate 75% of the time. Mm-hmm. Your hands are really just something that you kind of angle off of. Mm-hmm. You're not pulling yourself up all the time. Otherwise, you'd fall off the mountain face before long. But, um, yeah. you know, looks like a fun place. Is that just like a, a recent pop-up? It looked quite new. Apparently, it's been there for a long time. I just never knew it existed. So, yeah, yeah really cool. cool. Really By cool the way, you know what's interesting about the climb is that when it started, this whole project of the Crytek making it, it was a part of Robinson's journey. 
Oh, interesting. Interesting. It was a part of the demo that you could play on yeah. Steam where you could just climb this little mountain. You could also use a zip line. And then they were like, hmm, maybe we can do some more with it. So if you play Robinson the Journey, True. True. then you you see what they were trying to mm. do. And uh, adding something to like the biggest downgrade for me, like the, the gameplay is there. The graphical fidelity is just fine on Quest. Nothing to say about that. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I was missing was the interactivity where you would see a little uh, bit of like, like for example, insects crawling on mm-hmm. the wall or mm-hmm. where a bird would like fly yeah. out and you were like, whoa. <laughs> so there was less of a surprise while climbing. They still mm-hmm. added some to it and you can uh, find some some Easter eggs, by the way. So keep an eye on that. You can collect all loads. kinds of stuff. <laughs> uh, but that kind of interacts with you in some way. But that's that's the only thing. But again, as you said, if you never played it before, then mentioning it's Robinson amazing. the Journey, do we do we expect that to come to Quest actually? Oh, good call. I, uh, or, yeah. or even Nick was asking or even for it, wasn't he? Further back, uh, what was it called again? Back to Dinosaur Island. Back yeah, exactly. That's Island that's where. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's that where was started, like a concept right? uh, thing. Yeah, yeah. R- Rowdy loves a dinosaur game. You can't, I, one, I, one question or one ask for me for the devs is in any game where you can be dethroned by your friends, I'd love a system like we had an audio surf some years ago where if you're dethroned, you get an email or some kind of push notification mm, because okay. then you it starts this little friendship battle yeah. of like, oh, I'm going to log back in. And it's good for the devs because it gives them you know game time. That kind of hook. Should be an mm. option. Just, anyway, just one, one more thing I'll mention before we move into the news is that uh, Matthew, one of the guys that tried it uh, at the climbing center place, uh, he actually, he didn't make it in the video, but he actually said at the end, this reminds me of Far Cry. And I said, oh, funnily enough, Crytek, you know, also made Far Cry and they made this game as well. And he said, oh, I kind of had that feeling. So it'd be interesting maybe if like they, they, they made a VR Far Cry game, that would be really cool, incorporating some of these climbing elements as well. Man. Yeah, only the original one they made, right? The 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 other ones are not from. No, 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 and they they also made the other one, Crisis, didn't they as well? Um, Yeah, I think they do own Rise, right? The the Roman uh, game, Mm, so they could also do something with with Spartans and stuff. That would be cool. Yeah, being part of the three hundred would be badass. Oh, dude, yeah. Yeah. So uh, that would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Look down, you just see this like ripped Woo! chest, you're like baby, <laughs> like that that beach body bros thing. You know, you look down <laughs> and ripped. Um, okay, so let's get into the news then. The first bit of news this week is that the team at ProTube they're working on a new haptic feedback project, uh, which you know they're really good at these things because they previously released uh, the Force Tube, which I think all of us has tried, right? The yeah, Force Tube. Yeah, love it. Um, it's, if, if you're not familiar with it, it's a, it's a gun stock for use in games like Onward or Contractors, and it's um, it's got like a, a recoil motor in it. So every time you pull the trigger, you get that kind of like recoil sensation. I think Raud is going to get his out and show it to the camera. There you go, yeah. His is even like Onward branded, which is really cool. So it's got that like plate at the back, and that kicks into your shoulder, giving you that recoil sensation. It's really, really, really fun bit of kit. And then um, ProTube this week also... Uh, Started sending out the Protas, which I think Zim's been testing out, right? The the flight I, stick. Well, I actually I, I I have it. I haven't done my session yet because okay. I'm waiting to do a combo with my wife, so we're timing it. But I was really impressed again at your video of this because the rubber element on this, this little flange. The, I, I am so glad you you bent it 90 degrees yeah. because um, when I first saw it, it looks like it's got. Uh, you know how things are 3D printed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that is a stress point. That's just going to break. But the material they used is great. So yeah. uh, I'm very excited for it. And I'm actually more excited for the 
PlayStation version with the mm. Move than the PC one because it's a, kind of a long shaft yeah. uh, That's shaped good. object. And so I think it'll work really well in that angle. Yeah, on the I'll seat. be intrigued to see how you get on with that in No Man's Sky on the PSVR because I haven't tried the PSVR one yet. So, um, but basically, FYI, the anti-blur patch on PSVR, almost negligible. Oh. It, it's still blurry as hell. That's a shame. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they've made these products, the Protest, the Force Tube, uh, but the next project they're working on is a haptic feedback pistol accessory. Now, they, they were kind of showing this off on stream recently on a Twitch stream, and uh, it's, it's kind of like a, a single controller gun each, um, and it's kind of made for games like Pistol Whip, for example, or Crisis Brigade. And you basically just slot your VR controllers into the device, so it's going to work with uh, a range of controllers. This is just in prototype stage right now. Uh, but I think they were testing it out with the Oculus Quest, using Link, and then playing Pistol Whip, and dual-wielding them as well. So they had two of these things. <laughs> and they're actually, they add some weight as well. So uh, the developer was saying that it does add a bit more challenge to the game because you've got this weight to contend with, and also you've got the recoil of both of these guns independently as well. The coolest thing <laughs> is that they've made some leg holsters. Yeah. So you can holster these guns on your, your legs, which is just totally badass. I really, really like that. Um, I'd love to see uh, see Viper play with this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, same here. <laughs> yeah. But the weight, like like the thing, um, Rowdy, if you've got that module still with you. So, so, the, so the end of the gun is basically the same module, I think, as on the Force Tube. Mm-hmm. So it it's not a small piece, that like large and it's, black it's shaky quite, bit. It's quite heavy. It's, it's, it's more quite heavy. realism, I would say, than like if you're a pro gamer. Because uh, I know that Viper, for example, he always says like, oh, you know, I, I like the original stock because you're so much faster with it. Eh? You know, you yeah. yeah. So this but is no- much more if you like, like immersion and like realism and this is something that is more for you. But if you really want to go for like the pro gamer route and you want to compete in matches, then, you know, you, you probably want something that is a little bit more lightweight, like the original pro tube. Absolutely. But that's exactly what I would say about force tube is that, um, I don't care that I'm winning when I'm using it no. because I feel fucking badass. Yeah. Like I, <laughs> and the thing is the price point for the whole thing together, I might be quoting this wrong. So boring, shoot me. Um, but it's like 700 quid for the model that I've got. And that's a lot of money to outlay for that. There's effect. no way it's that much money. I don't think <laughs> in total, I think it is with the carbon stock and the, the, the base bit and all the cups. Wow. You- I added it up once. Wow. For all the kit that I've been shipped, it, it, maybe maybe you can get a model for like four or five hundred quid, but it it's expensive. That yeah. sounds like it's coming with champagne. <laughs> yeah. I might be wrong. I might be wrong. Um, but yeah, you know, we said this before, but adding a small amount of haptic feedback in a VR experience really makes mm-hmm. a big difference. Whether that be like a, a vest, a sub pack, a force feedback steering wheel, or you know, like these accessories that we're talking about now. So I think it's really cool that they're making strives forward to make even more haptic feedback accessories for VR. Sounds like they they want to create like a bundle of different things that you're like, okay, if you're a pro player, you want to have a pistol, you want to have a knife, you want to have a, a gun, you want to have everything. Mm-hmm. It's uh, also a, a good thing to establish themselves as that kind of like brand that does it, much like VR Cover has mm-hmm. done with like covering yeah. all of the headsets, you know. Yeah, it's, it's smart to, if Pro2 does it as well because they become... They become like a like a like a brand like Jeep for a car. You know, Jeep is a brand, but mm-hmm. people say I want a Jeep. You know, everyone knows what they mean. So maybe it's smart to do something like that. Jeep, so, sorry, sorry, excuse me, Cybertruck sounds way better. <laughs> um, but by the way, is there That's a way? A let's say if you do not have money for a Pro Tube because it is quite expensive, even if it's not seven hundred, mm-hmm. it's still you know on the pricey side. Is there a way you can make your own? Yeah, like uh, let's say a tube. 
or a gun in a way stuck. Yeah, so I've seen plenty of people on um, like the the Oculus subreddits and other subreddits like VR subreddits making um, out of like plumbing piping and just heating it up with a heat gun and then molding it around a controller oh. grip. So yeah. if, if you want to do something like that and kind of know what it wants to know what it feels like, then you could do it that way for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So I'm just I just checked here with all the basic stuff, so not the kind of special add-ons that I've got. Four hundred and sixty-two euro. It is expensive, uh, so, and I didn't realize it was like, that expensive. Yeah, yeah, and that's but that's so. The thing is, it's early days. Mm. I still love what it is, but if you're into those games, and you really like the realism. It's such a different experience. I just, it's, yeah. I wish it was one of those things you could kind of try out. Um, but with the pistol, like it, just to put it in your head, most people have taken home like 500 grams of meat, right? You know what that feels like. Like that's the weight of this. <laughs> but in contrast, a real Desert Eagle is two kilograms. Yeah. Oh yeah. Know? Oh yeah. Yeah, for like, sure. Like, I, and it's funny because you see Boren like shooting away in this video and, and you can see he's like, after like the first couple of minutes, you can see like, he's like, he's definitely like, it's weighing him down. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm keen to see that become a So that's a why you experience. typically don't see people dual wielding desert eagles in war and stuff like that. Like, no. that's, that's true. Oh, that's okay. true. That, that, that explains it. Serious Sam could do it. <laughs> Serious yeah, Sam. True. Duke Serious Nukem Sam could do it. it. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> But like, uh, you know, if, if you're one of those people that really loved like Time Crisis and you love that kind of recoil feeling when you play a game like that, then, you know, maybe this might be up your street. But they're going to be uh, working on this uh, over the next few months. It's going to be releasing sometime next year. The, at the moment, their focus is like shipping out force tubes for people that have pre-ordered them. Uh, but it's just a little sneak peek of what they're working on right now, which I think is, uh, is really, really cool. That's yeah. so fun. Yeah. So next bit of news is about an event that you should definitely mark in your diary for next week. Mm. And that is the, that, the Game Awards taking place oh. on the 12th of December, which is next Thursday. Now, uh, this is a yearly event where consumers can vote uh, for their favorite games in different genres and and really sort of like, you know, give props to developers for all their hard work. So you can place your votes via the Game Awards website right now for categories mm. such as Game of the Year Award, uh, Best Art Direction, Best Indie Game, etc., etc. But they also have a category for the Best VR and AR Game. Now, the nominees for this year are Asgard's Wrath from Sanzaru Games, uh, Blood and Truth from Sony Studios, Ooh. Beat Saber from Beat Games, No Man's Sky from Hello Games, and Trova Saves the Universe from Squanch Games. But where's the AR part in this, then? There is none. <laughs> so why? It's in the future. Future proof. Exactly. Also, I, Beat I, Games I, slash Facebook... I feel like Squanch Games doesn't belong in that list. Uh, yeah, like tro tro Trova is is a super fun game. Like I I did play it to completion and I really enjoyed it, yeah. but it's very different from everything else. Not at the same level. I don't think so. No. Yeah, the others are are behemoths next to it, and that's not to disservice to Trova. I loved their previous stuff, but yeah, and I, um, I would also give a caveat that. Some people might not like the humor of Trover. I think if you're a Rick and Morty fan, you'll love it. Like, I, I totally loved it. Um, but yes, not everyone will, will enjoy that. Yeah. Well, I mean, but I I do understand kind of why it would be in that list, just because um, if you look at the amount of dialogue that is in that game, mm. it's, it's amazing. I it is. I agree that it might not be your kind of thing, and it feels like the quality of the game in general might be a little bit less compared to like a game like Asgard's Wrath, but um, the writing of it and the amount of dialogue in it mm -hmm. is is next to none. Yeah, yeah it's artful creativity, and and, yeah. and I understand, and I get yeah. that. But actually, out of all their titles that they've released, I think that's the weakest. Mm. That's why really 
Yeah. Oh, it's, I love the counting. I, I mean, plus. it's loved it. The least my kind of thing because I didn't. I, I wasn't a big fan of it just because I don't mm. really like platforms. Even though I really enjoyed the humor and the writing of it and the the, the stupid jokes that they put in there, yeah. I, I absolutely loved them. It's but good. in terms of a game, it wasn't. It wasn't just my kind of thing. Yeah. So who won last year again? Was it Astrobot? Oh, good point. I'm not quite think, sure, actually. I think it was Astrobot. I think so, too. Um, I remember the year before. <laughs> oh, you do? Yeah. Resident Evil, yeah. right? Wow. Resident Evil. Wow. Yeah, because I, I, was, I was like on my... I'm like, it's definitely going to be this, and it was. I, I honestly think that um, what was it last Beat year? Saber is going to win. Yeah. Is it is it really like is because award shows are funny. thing, right? Are, yeah, well, that's what I want to say. Asgard's like, isn't going to win because people just well, don't... Like the with game arts and others, like people were also complaining about Death Stranding having this funny relationship with the you know game arts, and mm -hmm. but they did a like you know a back check, and apparently it, you know you have all these countries all having their own let's say uh, group of people that vote, so it's 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 totally fair mm -hmm. as far Astrobot as Astrobot won last year. Yeah, nice, okay. nice. Yeah, but yeah, I think out of that list, you know, personally, I would choose Blood and Truth. But like you say, because yeah. Beat Saber has that wide yeah, appeal, maybe it, I personally it will would go for Asgard's Wrath just because of the uh, the the commitment, the mm. the amount of content that is there. Mm. Um, it's hard to compete with Beat Saber because I mean, if you like. Well, if you don't like music rhythm games, then Beat Saber mm. is probably not your kind of thing. You're probably not going to yeah, go but back. If you don't it. like, this is a public vote, though, Mike. Right? Yeah, that's, that's yeah. the thing. You can vote now I, on the website. Yeah. Blood and Truth will take it. I, yeah. I, I would also go for Blood and Truth. Yeah, yeah. Blood and Truth or Beat Saber is going to take it because the other games just aren't popular enough. enough yeah, numbers, Blood and Truth, Beat Saber, Asgard's Red is going to take it. And if they don't, then probably Trover Saves Universe. <laughs> <laughs> So yes. uh, alongside the awards, uh, Jeff Keeley, who runs the uh, the Game Awards, said there'll be some new details revealed about Half-Life Alex during the show. So it's going to be worth tuning in for that alone, I think. Uh, I, think I, I just also want to quickly sure. say like, the vote is going to be unfair nonetheless, because, you know, the amount of PlayStation, well, unfair, the amount of PlayStation owners they, <laughs> that will vote will just be, you know, over encumbering like Asgard's Wrath or any other non-PS4 game. Yeah, it's, it's not a weighted vote. If it was a weighted vote by, like, publishers or game writers or something, you get people like IGN in there. Like, they put up uh, Asgard's Wrath for Game of the Year. Yeah, plus. First time, yeah. first time a VR title has been in that category. Mm. So there's actually, you know, we're starting to see the tree shake. Yeah. It's great. Plus, really like, on, like the, on, the, on the marketing side, Sony is usually like, listen, our games are in this list, vote. Yeah. And then Oculus is like, I don't know, we just have our own stuff to tweet Apparently, like, uh, like, so. like what you were saying, Rowdy, about Asgard's Wrath. I was when I was streaming Asgard's earlier. Someone made a great point, and they said, "If this is the quality of VR now that we're starting to see, yeah. the point of inflection mm -hmm. where VR shifts right mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and becomes yeah. the area where you know there's more attention. people in that yeah. platform than flat gaming." Yeah. I think that's I think that's not too far off now. We can see that in the next five years. Yeah, I agree. I love the fact that I mentioned Half Life Alex, and none of you cared. <laughs> no, 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 say it again. We, we got interrupted oh, right, there. Okay. Please, please, um, please. Yeah. So, so yeah, they're going to be releasing <laughs> new juicy details about Half Life Alex, uh, and also I think Nathie's going to be doing a live stream of the Game Awards, right? I so we can think so. Yeah. Yeah, and I might yeah. I might be joining him on that live stream, so we can. Talk about it as it unfolds. So if you're I, interested, I, I, make sure you're juicy tidbits. Yeah. Honestly, I think they're just gonna go for another trailer, like 
trailer number two. Yeah. So you're going to stream for two hours for 30 seconds. It's going to exactly. be to- totally well, worth welcome, it. Welcome to my YouTube life. That's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So there you go. The Game Awards next week. Stay tuned for Half-Life Alex details and obviously who wins uh, the best VR game. Uh, no AR games, unfortunately. Right. Next bit of news. Unexpected move. And that is the Oculus announced this week that Medium a 3D sculpting tool, which was developed by Oculus themselves, will be joining Adobe's suite of tools alongside Adobe Dimension and Substance. Now, if you have no idea what Medium is, I don't blame you. Most of you out there won't have any idea what it is. But it's a tool that enables artists and creative minds to sculpt, model, and paint objects in virtual reality. So a bit like Tilt Brush, if you can imagine a more professional version of Tilt Brush. It's kind of what it's like for sculpting. Um... Medium has been used by uh, VR developers as well, actually, for like rapid prototyping, like concepts. Uh, yeah. For example, the, the team at Skydance Interactive, who were making uh, Archangel Hellfire, they actually used Medium to design the cockpits in these mechs in the game. So if you can imagine previously to do this kind of like uh, concept work and prototyping, you'd have to like draw it in Photoshop or like using some artistic 2D uh, art tool, and then you'd have to you know, get the approval and then you'd have to convert that into VR. And sometimes things would be a bit off or would work in 2D, but maybe not in 3D. Whereas using Medium, they were able to really sort of uh, accelerate that that prototyping process and create a cockpit in just over a week. And they could actually see and feel what it would be like in a VR headset. So that's kind of where developers have been using it as well. But this week, um, you know, Adobe acquired it. And Oculus stated in their blog post about this that uh, Medium joining the Adobe family brings both new talent and technology to Adobe and solidifies Medium's position as a premier sculpting application and professional tool. Mm, This is an important milestone for the entire VR community as it demonstrates VR's maturation and value in the realms of productivity and non-gaming use cases. We look forward to Medium's continued evolution in the years to come as Adobe works to advance the field of 3D modeling. So who owns Medium again? Is it Oculus themselves? Yep. So it was Oculus so themselves. They, so did they just sold it off or? Yep. Adobe bought it, um, which is okay. really interesting. You yeah. know, we've not seen this before. Obviously, last week we so saw Facebook. They are for sale too in that sense. It's, so it's if we ever have the business. money, we can buy exactly. Beat, yeah. Beat Saber. <laughs> but it's, 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 a non, it's a non-core business and uh, they have already yeah. shipped a lot of their studios departments, you know, out the door. And so... What you see is they're they're honing their their corporate model, uh, and I think it's a really smart move. Mm-hmm. The chess plays, the the jockeying that's going on right now, is fantastic, especially yeah. at year end, which is um, less common yeah. in the business sphere. So it's really interesting to see like the recent beat games move. It's like okay, we're gonna move that out. We're gonna move that. In. <laughs> yeah. like, I would shift like to your see, chess pieces. I would like to see like uh, I mean I'm sure that most of you know AutoCAD as well. Like mm-hmm. a more like an engineering program oh, where they yeah. also use yeah. a. I mean they all they already use like a VR plugin so that you can see your models in virtual reality. But imagine that you would have like you could actually use your physical hands into mm-hmm. like an AutoCAD program where you could like you know, mess around with those kind of things. Yeah. Uh, I would love something like that. It's definitely the, the future of this as well, you know, and I think it's interesting that Adobe were, were, were like so on board that they, they obviously bought it. I'd love to know how much they paid for it. I wonder if <laughs> this acquisition from them paid for beat games, like, you know, that kind of like, you know, money, not that Facebook are short of money, of course. Um, but, you know, you can see Adobe are uh, invested in VR because having recently been involved with the VR 
Creator Lab, like that Nathy did as well. You know, yeah. with Premiere Pro, you can now actually edit your videos in VR using the Adobe Immersive Environment. So if you're editing a, a VR 180 or a VR 360 video, you can actually edit it and actually view it in VR at the same time, which really makes a huge difference. So you know exactly how it's going to look for the users. Mm-hmm. So yeah. this is just we another a, step. We got for a good them. question from the chat yeah. though from uh, Chris Richardson. What does that mean <laughs> if I have a copy of Medium? Do I have to get a yearly license now? Well, this, this is the thing, because Medium has always been free. So if you bought touch controllers, it's been free for you. Um, so yeah, it's going to be interesting, because obviously Adobe are very um, towards their subscription models. You know, you have to pay a monthly license. It's expensive. You get Photoshop and Premiere. Um, so yeah, maybe they will decide to monetize I, this. Yeah, I think it'd go the other way. I think, I think what I've seen from Adobe's shifts before is they'll buy in the technology, they'll package it up, they'll add it to their existing toolkit. It'll be part of a professional suite Right. If you are not a home user necessarily, but you're a business tier user, yeah. they're going to then market it to you, probably under a different brand. Possibly. Well, what does it mean then for, for people who have a copy of Medium now? Well, they're going to well, have the, to buy that package, the entire package. Did anyone ever buy it, right? It, was it always If it was always free, and this is the thing I hate about free stuff, is that they could just take it away from you. Mm. They could just they could annual subscriptionize that if they want to. Um, yeah. And even if it's cheap, most of us would be like, oh, yeah, piss off, I'm not going to pay a penny for that now. Yeah. Uh, but by artists, you know, it can it can hurt them, yeah. especially if they're relying on that tool, as Mike said. You know, but also part of their workflow. Also, with Adobe being in control of it, they could accelerate the the development of it even further than Oculus could. You know, with their focus being mm. elsewhere, possibly. So it'll be interesting to see what comes out of this acquisition and how this molds Medium in the future. Mm. See what I did there? I want to see it. I want to see this uh, once it's licensed and all that in in universities, yeah, uh, colleges and universities, because I think. It's such an interesting format for mm. artists who haven't touched VR to then realize, wow, this is a powerful medium. Yeah, medium. Nice. I like we did there. And I even throwed a little pun in there as well. I said how it molds medium in the future. No one got it. Never mind. Yeah, Let's I did. On. That one passed me by, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't as, uh, wasn't as on the nose as the cow ones, unfortunately. Sorry. Yeah. Right. On the snout. On the <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you call a cow's nose, actually? Maybe it is a snout. Uh, maybe. i got to Google this now. <laughs> Let us know in the chat. Next bit of news. HTC this week launched Viveport Streaming, which allows owners of the HTC Vive Focus Plus, all those people out there, to wirelessly stream Viveport content from their PC to their headset utilizing a 5 gigahertz Wi-Fi connection. Uh, this feature is free. So if you've subscribed to Viveport Infinity, uh, which is like HTC's gaming subscription model, uh, and if you own a Vive Focus Plus, uh, then this will work. So I guess this is their kind of attempt at competing with Oculus Quest with Link, I guess. Um, And just like Link, this method is also compatible with SteamVR, so you can play your SteamVR games on your Vive Focus Plus, because obviously you need the Plus version because that's got the tracked controllers. Um... But it seems kind of a strange move because this isn't accessible to enterprise yet, only home users. But yet, the Vive Focus Plus was always only marketed at enterprise and wasn't marketed mm-hmm. at home users. And it's kind of like the same deal yeah. that we've seen before with with, with HTC with <laughs> the, the Vive Pro, where they said it was an enterprise yeah. headset, but then marketed it to gamers. To gamers, yeah. So I don't know what the heck's going on there. Um but the issue with the Vive Focus isn't the hardware itself, it's the, it's the price, really. that It can't really compete with the Quest because uh, the price of the Focus in, in British pounds is £639. So you're paying over half the price more, um, 
you know. And and, and and they don't market it either. So no one even knows what it is, never heard of it. No. Like most people have never even touched the headset before. No, and obviously they don't have the same library that Oculus has really yeah. sort of built up over the last few months. Yeah, um, same this week, like when this got announced, it's like, where the heck did... Where the heck did this come from? Yeah. And I, I think, like we've mentioned on the show before, to give credit to HTC, they do have a much bigger market in Asia than they do in the Western market. Yeah. So it could be super popular over there. We just don't know. Um, and I do like the fact that they're doing it. You know, I think it's an interesting move. You know, if you own one, yeah. you, you can play SteamVR wirelessly, which is obviously a little bit uh, of a trump over the Quest, although you can do it wirelessly with third-party applications, but this is an official route. Um, but I guess Oculus to make sure that every customer could have the same experience. That's why they yeah. went down the cable route, which honestly, is smart. Honestly, I, I thought with most like people's connections, it's it's too ambitious it is. at the moment to it do is. that. It's kind of so. dangerous, especially because you're in a virtual world, and if things don't connect well, then... You can but sacrifice... Of course, comfort. you want to go to wireless. We don't... We, like In the end, we don't want to have a cable between our Quest and our PC. Mm-hmm. We, we want to go wireless, time. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. it's possible. You can... Yeah, you can. But it's not for everyone. Not for everyone. No, I've tried for it. For most people, it isn't. Yeah, I've tried it on a 5 gigahertz Wi-Fi connection, and I'm sure Zim has as well. And it, and uh, it does work very, very well. But. But. <laughs> this is what I ran into today. I was like, oh, I'll just do Asgard's on the Quest. Throw the Quest on, go, wait a second. Steam VR. Doesn't see. Oh, no, I'd have to revive. I'd have to Steam VR revive. I was like, that's too many apps in the way. I'm not I'm not doing that. And, that, um, and each app that you add adds latency and problems. So, yeah, I can completely understand that for Oculus Home content, for sure. It's, yeah, exactly. So, Oculus Home uh, only content. Yeah. So so another uh, funny thing that I, I think saw last week was that HTC said we now officially support the quest on five part as well. Yep. And I was like, what does that even mean? It's just Oculus link you're talking about yep. or is it, but then it's like, you just, you supported the rift. So it's not quest you're talking about. Yeah. But a lot of people don't know that. I think so. They get the quest. <laughs> I was, and even say, I was oh, confused. I can't use uh, the five port, but now that they, they officially announced it and they probably put it on their, on their website yeah, yeah, yeah. and their blog posts and their yeah. packaging. Yeah, and people say, "Oh, I can probably use my link cable with that as well." Yeah, so, that's and, and, and that is a smart move. And although personally, I wouldn't be interested in Viveport myself, I do think it does offer some value to the very new people to VR. So, oh, yeah. if you've only Absolutely. just bought a headset and you know you've got a link cable or it's a PC VR headset and you want to play the great back catalogue of games, and oh, they have a huge library on there, you can you can do that for a you know a cheap monthly subscription. And their environment is pretty pretty neat. I like yep. the way that they've constructed it. So. So talking about, let's say, you know, linking your, your quest or your focus to your PC. So when you use Steam right now, it's like they don't detect it as a wireless headset. So I, I wonder, are we going to, of course, like I can't call Gabe right now. He's busy at the moment, you know, for the launch <laughs> of Half-Life. But Isn't he behind you? No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, it looks like Gabe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's his brother, his twin brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, Viveport handles that. So Viveport handles the wireless link, and they say to Steam, this is the headset that we're using. So um, yeah. that's how they do it, yeah. But I, I want to see, like, it would be interesting for next year to see some data on, hey, uh, how many Quest users mm. are using Steam? How many Focus users are, like, all these, you know? Because right now, there is no, you can't really track it. No, definitely not. And that's the interesting thing. I don't think we've even seen Index uh, Steam hardware Numbers. surveys yet. So 
That's a good point. Yeah, because yeah, that hardware survey is very interesting every time but, it comes out. But you know why, right? Because if, as long as those numbers yeah. are low, they're not going to say like, oh yeah, we're the lowest because people are not going to buy it. They'll, they'll release the numbers after Half-Life Alex come out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Look, at, look at how good the number looks. Yeah. You know, we went up 300% from last year. The, the thing I was going to say about um, 5.4 Infinity and my kind of feel of it at the moment is that to me it feels like if, like, uh, if you compare it to video services, it's like the Amazon Prime video mm. versus the Netflix that doesn't exist yet. Mm-hmm. That's what that's yeah. what it feels to me. Like you can still have a good time, yeah. but it's a kind of limited catalog, and you'll probably burn through it. I I, ch- it I checked a survey last time, and it seems like right now on Steam, what dominates the most is the Oculus Rift, the original, not the S. The S is a very small amount, mm-hmm. and then you have HTC yeah. Vive, that is of course you know from back in the days, Everybody's or the it, Pro, right? or that's just all the Vives together. Um, and then also Windows MR is pretty big. And then a tiny portion is using a DK2. Wow. But it, oh, it's, it's really neat. Like the impact of, of the secondary market for VR. Mm-hmm. Like we're seeing it more. Like a lot of people went and they spent a lot of money on like Vive, right? Vive did very well out the gates. And then people upgrade from that. And that goes where? A lot of people sell it off. They'll sell it off on eBay or Craigslist yeah, yeah, or something. Seconds. And then those people are attached and they're actually using it, which which is what's driving those numbers. Yeah. But it's really good news for people who are, you know, looking for, you know, 100, 200 quid headset. Yeah. Like you can actually get that now. Yeah. You can get that used. And um, yeah. if you're careful with who you're buying from, it could be a really yeah. good story for you because you get easy entry into VR. That's what you saw with, with Half-Life getting announced. People were not just looking for... A Valve Index, when they saw the price, they were like, hmm, what is the cheapest? And then suddenly you were like, oh, we have these Windows MR headsets. So suddenly the Samsung Odyssey was also running out of stock. Yeah. Can I borrow you guys on Vive for a second? Just a quick question. I have a buzzing base station. And looking ahead to Uh-oh. maybe, you know, maybe wanting to swap controllers and do that and all that kind of thing. Uh what does that usually mean? Is that a bad? Th- that's gonna, it's on its way out, or like mine? Mine are the two point ones, and they make a funny noise as well. I think it's just one of those known things. To do that. Uh, they're known to do that, but like uh, as long as it's not like distracting or like super loud, then it should be fine for a while. Yeah, it's just abnormal, and one of them wasn't tracking last week, so I think uh, maybe uh, has anyone ever tried on Reddit to repair those things themselves? Oh, no. I never really hear anything La- about laser that. units. So you have to have. Very I'm sure someone tried to open it and just kind of, I don't know. I remember once that Nathie had sent me one and it just, it like worked yeah. when you had it up on the wall because you could keep yours powered on all the time. But when you, yeah, when it time, arrived, yeah. it was just dead. Yeah, so it, it's, it's very, very fragile stuff. Very fragile, yeah. 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 Mm. Um, but yeah, just going back to Viport, I think it is cool that they've had added Quest just, support. Just market it a little bit better. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. But that's HTC in general just recently. Their it's, marketing it's a cool has feature, been I agree, but just market it better. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, talking about marketing things better, let's talk about Pimax. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Zingo. Let's dive in. So they announced uh, via their Kickstarter page this week that the Pimax 8K Plus headsets, which they recently announced and released for pre-order, will be delayed along with the Pimax 8KX. Now, the 8K Plus will be shipping apparently at the end of December. The 8KX, and you've got to remember, this was originally part of their Kickstarter campaign. So the original delivery date for this was January 2018. <laughs> this is going to be shipping late March or early April 2020 now. They now um, say. Yeah. So if you're one of those rare people, because I think most people converted to the 5K Plus from that, that originally backed the 8K or the 8KX, 
Um, so if you're one of those rare people that decided to stick with their guns, you're going to have to wait a little bit longer, I'm afraid. Um, the Pimax Comfort Kit, which is their newly designed head strap, which I think Nathy tried recently at VR yes. Days, that's yeah. going to be shipping at the end of December. And the one that I'm personally interested in is the index controllers and lighthouses that if you went to the update uh, upgrade route uh, and paid an additional $179, they're going to be shipping uh, January 2020 as well. So we're not got too long to wait for those. And on the bright side, if you did do that upgrade, you do get Half-Life Alex for free as when you register the controllers with Steam, they, they automatically add it to your account. So, uh, it, I, I'm kind of happy that Zim found a video that does show the Pimax 8K in uh, full use. Uh, for the audio listeners, uh, it's a fish. <laughs> it's a hammerhead shark that has been, <laughs> been swimming around. <laughs> That's a good one. I like it. But, um, like the the thing is, if they let's say if they do ship, okay, mm-hmm. then it's still the first version of that. Like we have seen with the five K and also the eight K, that you had different versions. Where I would get the the second kind of like you know the I think there's it's called like P one or P two or something like that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like I I've seen people hunting for five Ks and eight Ks where it's like okay, do you have a P one? Do you have a P two? Because apparently there's like a certain line mm. that isn't as you know mm-hmm. good as the the second so with this with all this new stuff mm-hmm. too you could be lucky and you get the second or the third batch but if you get the first one it could st- still be very experimental because pimax is known for constantly changing their plastic changing their material yeah. and hopping from mm-hmm. from what you know like th- they're basically like uh bargaining on yeah, uh, parts with other companies, so they just use yeah. what's what's the cheapest at that moment and, and I, best. And I will give Pimax some credit. You know, they have reiterated, they have improved. Like you got to try it out VR days, you were pretty impressed with their new headset. Yeah. But yeah. personally, I would say that it was a bad time for them to announce new hardware when they still hadn't delivered. But they, what but, but they, they know, but yeah. they know that. That's the, they the just try to shift the attention to mm. something uh, else. Mm. Yeah. At the same time, and I, I think I highlight that last time as well like um i mean i'm not doubting that they'll deliver this product they they will deliver it yeah it's again like for a company of the size of pimac it's very important to keep on being just a little bit ahead of like the current market and i don't know if the time frame that they're having set out like march april that's a fairly long time that is still going to be happening. We, we mm-hmm. don't know what Oculus is doing at the moment. We don't know what HC Vive might still be bringing out. We don't know what Valve is doing. Like if we, we know that PlayStation is maybe working on something new. So the, there's always like, the longer you wait with this and the less you kind of innovate and base yourself on like the older ideas that you have, the less likely you'll be able to convert people mm-hmm. to your kind of brand. And yeah. I think that's a, that, that is a mistake. I think they should be focusing on not making just the next resolution, but try to innovate in another part like mm-hmm. they did with the original Pimax. The reason why people backed the Kickstarter because they were the first ones to provide that wide field of view and that high resolution. But now they need to stop basing on that. They've already done that. They need to move on to what is the next step that they want to want to innovate on. And yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah, but I it, think it's yeah, important yeah, yeah, that's for them to true. do that. That's true. But on the other side, if you look at the first generation Pimaxes, there was a lot of work that, that had to be done with the field of view in the first mm, place. Yeah, but so but they were kind of innovating on that, but they had to, they were not done innovating yet to a point where you could say like, okay, this is fine for now. Mm. <laughs> but um, I put, yeah, I don't know. I, st- I was going to say, can I put a nail in that cross? Uh, and Rowdy, this must be close to Rowdy's heart. 
which is uh, funding. You know, research mm. takes funding, and for them to go and back another leap mm. in technology takes money. And I wonder yeah. how well are they doing financially? Yeah, it was kind of it's funny, really, because um, Upload VR did a, like an article about Pimax. You know, just stating the fact they'd been delayed again, that there'd been numerous delays over the year. And that obviously angered the folks over at Pimax because Sweeviver, Martin Lammy, who works for Pimax as their European marketing manager, he said he said via Twitter to Upload, a great website like Upload VR deserves better journalism than this. But hey, I welcome you to our CES 2020 booth next month for a live demo. It might convince you and even help you get over your Oculus fanboyism. <laughs> Ooh. Who was that tweeted at? Upload. No, that was Sweeviver to upload. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Upload or yeah. fanboys of Oculus, it's not, are they? It's not, it's not a very smart move uh, to do that. Um, it, it, it's they just, could have just sent them an email like, listen, hey, uh, you want to come yeah. over to CES, check out our product, uh, you might want to change up, but this is kind of a hostile way of trying to get them interested. Yeah, um, but well, it's fair criticism, right? They haven't, they haven't, have they already delivered all of the Kickstarter packs? Well, no, they can't no. because people backed the 8KX, right? Yeah, yeah. so it, it, absolutely. If you read the article, it's completely fair. Um, but yeah, it just seems mm. very unprofessional. Yeah, no. And I think, you know, from a company like that, it seems unprofessional I, thing to do. It's, I, honestly, I would be very surprised if they deliver something this month. I mm. don't know. I, I've just seen, a, like, again, they really want to do the best for their customers, even that it doesn't feel like that. But I don't think December... Is, yeah. But I still, I mean, I don't, I don't have a problem with delays or with delaying, but for the viability of the company, I do think it's important that they stay ahead of their, of their game because uh, there's other companies yeah. that are going to take that position. Yeah. We already see that with the Valve Index, that they're already targeting exactly the same market, that prosumer. And I mean, it's hard to compete with Valve. Mm. You need to, you need yeah. to do something else now but, as well. But, but on the other side, if you look at like their genre of VR headsets, Xtel, for example, where's Xtel right now? Yeah, like they, they could kind of, you know, uh, go toe-to-toe in that sense, but they seem to, well, maybe they do the smart thing and just keep themselves, like, you know, yeah. low until they have something proper, and then... Xtile were working on were working on a consumer headset at one point, weren't they? Uh, yeah, a gaming headset. Yeah. Right? So it'd be interesting they to see... They were at VR days, too, like, yeah. almost across Pimax, but what their, you know, uh, vision is for next year, mm. or for what target that is... But I don't know. you see that all the time. Like, how are those controllers called again with the with the magnet fields? Uh, the the ones from Pimax? Oh, uh, no, no, no. Six cents. Six cents. Oh I mean, yeah. They were back in the day. They were also like they were going to be revolutionary, the and then all of a sudden we saw companies making their own controllers, and they just disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden, that took four years, man. <laughs> just, yeah, just, just like the 3D had <laughs> as well. Yeah. You know, it also disappeared. So there you go. Hey, I'm, I'm going to cry a tear tonight for that one. Nathan. Let us know yeah. in the chat if you uh, <laughs> 3D head. If you're still waiting for your Pimax, love to know. Uh, last bit of news this week is about the upcoming game from Big Box VR called Population One. This is one that we've all been kind of like waiting for. We've all kind of been interested in this title. Yeah. Um, it was originally announced well over a year ago now. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, it's a cross-platform battle royale game in VR that includes climbing, gliding, shooting, and building. Uh, in a one kilometer square map, so they kind of like they kind of like looked like they were going to try and be like the Fortnite of VR yeah. in that sense because it's it, a battlefield Fortnite of no. duty so, VR. Yeah, yeah, that's a but, fair but analogy. But to kind of drop the bomb on that, 
So are people still in the mood next year? I don't know when next year uh, for a Battle Royale game, because the moment they announced this was at Gamescom when Nvidia had these new graphics cards like Super Hyperino. I saw you doing an interview. Amazing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, great. But um, it's it's taking a while. And yes, that's that. It, I'm sure they're gonna deliver something, something nice and, and tight. It's the same. It's the same problem again it, as we talked about with Pimax. You know, like in the time that they're gonna release this, are people yeah. still gonna be yeah, interested? Yeah, yeah, and what yeah. if what has everyone yeah. else done in that time frame? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Valve but, announces a battle royale game and it looks even better and it looks even cooler. <laughs> then people are not gonna shed any money for this. Yeah, but um, so they have posted an update. They get they have given us some light at the end of the tunnel, uh, and they said it on an email, so they've got like a mailing list out, and they said that we're continuing to build a high-quality environment and we're optimizing it like crazy. Uh, Population 1 will run faster and smoother than ever before on both Quest and PC headsets. So I think the Quest version of this Hmm. probably pushed it back a bit more so they could get it cross-play between PC VR and Quest. Um, But I think it's a smart move in some way because... The Quest user base are super passionate. They buy up all the latest games. You know, they they, they, they review they, everything. They love everything, which <laughs> is great. You know, so it's a it's a great community to target for a game for sure. Um, they said that although they're going to be launching in 2020, they don't have an official date just yet because there's many surprises that may come up, and they don't want to announce a date until they're 100 percent sure. But you know, so I think, wouldn't it wouldn't have been better then instead of like launching it together to be launching it just on PC first and then afterwards. Like you can still say uh, it supports with the Quest Link cable, and afterwards uh, saying we're working on a on a Quest version as well. It's tricky. It's it tricky. Is. And and I it's think it's tricky. tricky. They know it's tricky because they already made a multiplayer before mm. that was able to live for, I think it was a year or so. Yeah, Smashbox Arena wasn't it? Smashbox Arena, yeah, yeah where you was like Smashbox. a playing as fruit, shooting people. Yeah, um, but you know, I, I'm I'm interested in this title. I think it looks cool. Like we haven't had like a, a building battle royale game that incorporates building mechanics so I think yeah. that's going to be interesting and also the fact that you can climb any building a bit like in Stormland for example so that's going to be unique I'm just, I'm just a little scared that on the I think on Quest yeah everyone just buys everything as you say and most of it is great to experience on the Quest but on the PC side I feel like these these, these people that played uh, battle royale games before have been slightly damaged by all the shitty titles that came out and are like you know what battle royale I've yeah. seen it, and I'm I'm not going back to it either. I found a new passion, and they have been looking around for other things to experience. Yeah. I don't know. That's my feeling. But. No, I get it. You know, Standout was one of those popular ones that has probably died to death now. Um, yeah. yeah, and there was another like War Zone, Warfield, something. Uh, loads of loads. Bull- there loads. Were like bullets and more. Four or five. Yeah. Rest in, rest Bam in was so good. I loved Bam. So oh man, I remember that. that yeah. <laughs> Bam, it was yeah. such a good game. Just the just the spectator camera. Yeah. Like, if any other developers who create a Battle Royale game, like, learn from the BAM spectator camera, because it was awesome. You could see other spectators floating around in the headsets and looking at the guys, and you'd be talking to each other as you were dead. You're like, oh, he's definitely going to get him. It's just shocking how... Pavlov does it as well. No. Pavlov has that? With the Battle Royale mode, yes. Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, It's just shocking how fast stuff fades away, because you're now talking about these styles again. I'm like, oh, yeah, those were once popular. Yeah. Um, but now, now I'm like, I never even thought about that game existing anymore. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, but that's also, but the, the re- one of the main reasons that developers like to unify on the platform release is because as sales go from the sales curve, like your, your day one is the highest chance you're going to hype up your game unless something happens that goes viral later. Mm. Like, 
that's your spike. And if you can do that across platforms uniformly, you don't get the backlash from community going, why is that not on Quest and all this kind of stuff. So you can see why they would delay. Mm. So there you go. That is Population One, a title to look forward to next year. Talking of fun titles to look forward to, (laughs) now it's time to pass it over to Zim for some titles to look forward to next week. I, I I love this every week <laughs> because uh, for those who don't know or might be new to the podcast, these guys have no idea what I queue up. Like Mike's stuff, he lets us know what's going, you know, what's going down. So if we want to do whatever we want, we can re- pre-read or whatever. But they have no idea what I'm about to say. But I can say anything. Also, it's great. Before you maybe, get maybe we it, should talk about that after the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we need to have a meeting. Um, but we should actually also mention before you get into releases, actually, that we started doing highlights um, clips. Oh yeah. So like you'll probably notice if you if you subscribe to us on YouTube, you'll notice that every Wednesday I think we're going to put out a highlight from each each show. So let yeah. us know in the chat as well, like if you think that there's a particular highlight in this stream that maybe should make a highlight clip uh it's just basically to entice more people into the show without having to watch the whole episode they can just see what kind of fun we're having and then maybe they can join us on a on a on a, on a live stream one day like yeah. the, the, the 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 fun parts the fun parts <laughs> everything the, is fun of, by the way but the fun, fun. all the boring stuff <laughs> yeah the you know? boring stuff <laughs> all the boring stuff so uh with that said let's jump over to releases and um for the first one as, have any of you seen Saw? Do you know Saw? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Classic. Yeah. Classic. Good. The Good. original one is the best. Well, I want to play a game. Ooh. Okay, so let's play a game. Mm. All right. Chain you me each up, have, You each have one guess. It's like a race. You each have one guess. And as I'm describing this game, to shout out. Ooh, okay. If you think you know the game. I, I right. feel like a coiled right. spring. I think I know the game. You only, <laughs> you only get one shot, so if you don't get it, you're out. Okay. All right, here we go. All right. <clears throat> the first game on my list is releasing before the 11th of December. Okay, This is a simulation, a heavy physics-based single-player game. Boneworks. Nope. <laughs> that was Nate who said that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I so, it's so funny because I was expecting Mike to jump at that. Okay, not, not Boneworks. Uh, in this, that you go through multiple stages, including auctioning. Boneworks. No. Choosing... <laughs> Colors, and adding elements, burning and decorating like a real artisan. My, my, I love Mike's face right now. He's like so puzzled. He's like, but Mike was this? to play it. <laughs> I have no idea what this is. I, also, I have also no idea. Do we need this to say fine. something at least? But you guys are okay. I think you have no chance of okay. guessing this one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you obviously, you Braddy took the bait, so it's fine. Um, Gullible. Joke over. <laughs> right. now, now, now it's time to get serious. This game, and I'm going to roll the uh, trailer for this beauty, reminds me of the movie Ghost. Uh, this is the first time that I've seen where you can sculpt pottery in VR. This is Let's Create Pottery VR on Rift and Vive. Screw you, Zim. Like... <laughs> 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 it's releasing a day before Boneworks and uh, is a physics-based pottery wheel where you can build your own pottery with all the inconsistencies of the surface as you would if you were in real life. Now, the sad thing about this, and I think this is a real sin, it's got Rift and Vive support, but no support for the index. What? Which you'd think, with the fingers on the pottery, like, that's got to be in do there. Do you get the ghost version of Patrick Swayze, like, spinning Yeah, you, that, like, that was what I was wondering, like, is woo. there going to be someone behind me? <laughs> 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 uh, 
Or is so, it multiplayer, uh, so you can, like, you know... Yeah. <laughs> Me and Mike can pull up together. <laughs> I, 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 well, I we can be the ghost this time, Raddy. With, with, some, with some hand tricks, some Oculus Quest hand tricks. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, anyway, like, I mean, if you're into, like, the graffiti or the tilt brush, all these uh, artisan games, this is something that I've not seen done before. And I actually thought that For the pottery you can create from it actually looks pretty damn good. So, uh, this is launching on the 9th of December. And um, so, wait, it wait, takes wait, you through so all the stages of uh, creating How much ceramics. simulation is this? Like, is this like, can I actually learn pottery from this? Like, I, I play this for like a good, like, couple of weeks and then I go into a pottery and I go like, I know my yeah. way around here. Yeah, you, you mean, I'm not there's saying only one way to find out, really. Yeah. really. Yeah. Try. Doing a Patrick Swayze. There, is, there is another pottery <laughs> game that came out, I think, two months ago where you also yeah. have to, maybe it's the same with this one. I don't know how arcade or simulated this is, but... You actually had to use your feet to also spin the thing around. I know I haven't done pottery in a while. Is, is that the yeah. same turntable that Vive uses? Like <laughs> <laughs> you can just go, man. There's a viral video no, in that. No, no, there's a viral video in that. Pretty pretty anyway. close, but hand tracking could totally work in this sense. I'm not joking. That's why I was like, why why miss index support? They probably just don't have a headset. I'd imagine, yeah. but also Lee anyway. motion. I don't know. Something like that could also be fun. Anything, anything. I thought it'd be pretty cool. Now, you know, I look forward to the day when it actually feels like you're touching clay. That would be pretty key. Pretty cool. Uh, that stuff is not easy, by the way. I remember doing goals, it. Right? In, in, some people in have some goals times, here. You know, touching then, clay. Yeah, the cool thing is when you put it in a kiln, you know, you're like, you, you create the pottery, you put it in the kiln. Anyway, <laughs> this is so that's specific. That's not what you're all here to talk about. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> that was specifically just to catch one of you out, of course. Nice um, but it actually Sweet. looks like a decent app, so uh, I was surprised at the depth of it. Now, next, of course, Boneworks. Um, Boneworks is landing Boneworks. on the 10th of December. <laughs> Boneworks. Yeah, hey, you got it, Rowdy. You gotcha. got it. Good job. Um, I still don't know the cost of this one, actually. I couldn't find it. I thought it was supposed to be about 20 quid that, or something, 2025. 20, $30. $30? Yep. Okay. So probably about 25 pounds yep. then. Uh, good. So many, I think, we're going to see this as the start of exciting index controller support games. Um, obviously, Half-Life Alex has enough buzz around it, and we talked about that in depth in previous weeks. Um, but, you know, the comparisons to Half-Life being clear, I actually think that the physics simulation and, and leveraging on the dev's own description of this, saying Boneworks is an experimental physics VR adventure... That's that's pretty nifty. So I think it's going to stand apart from it from from Half Life mm-hmm. in terms of gameplay quite distinctly. And I'm still yet to see what the story spine is going to be. This whole yeah. uh, going through the operating system and it, it it seems a little Tron esque to me. And I think a lot of that has yet to be revealed. Um, they've teased it in the trailers, and that's about it. The last thing I'll say about Boneworks, because you guys have, I'm sure have been pouring over the trailers as we have, um, is the warning that's given on the store page that I love, mm-hmm. uh, which says. Physics-based enemies that can be interacted with and dispatched in a multitude of violent ways based on player interactions, realistic and potentially disturbing enemies will enter the player's oh, play space. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is no safety bubble here. So Also, mechanics-wise, there is no safety bubble. This is a game for VR enthusiasts. This game is not going to hold your hand in a way where it's like, hey, here's some safety boundaries, here's some teleportation, here's this, here's that. It's not there. So if you compare it to Half-Life Alex, this is for a specific audience. Well, Half-Life Alex wants to be more broad in that sense. Yeah, I, I again, I mean, I'm a, I think I said this before. I'm a little bit less excited about uh, Boneworks just in general, mainly because I see it as like, uh, I see it as indeed a very experimental game. 
I don't think that the story is going to be, you know, the one that is going to grip your attention. Um, but in terms of a physics game, I think it's cool. Uh, and I, th- I think it's really catered to YouTubers in general, just because of those physics. You know, you're going to ma- be able to make a lot of fun videos with that. Um, but in terms of gameplay, yeah, yeah but, I don't, but I'm not so sure. I, I feel like this is yep. this is kind of like the, the, the Gmod we're getting, where people can create their own game modes, yeah. their mm-hmm. own so worlds, their yeah, own indeed. stuff. It's more, you know, a baseline. Here's a blueprint. Because this is, as Zim said, like it's the first glimpse into, hey, what uh, potential does the Valve Index have? Like Source 2 uh, and VR is super exotic. It's like what you can experience in Vertigo 2. It's mm. like something you you have not experienced in any VR game before. Mm. Not in the Unity yeah. ones, not in the Unreal ones. Like Source 2 is adding something that n- none other engine can do, apparently. But that's that's um, why I'm saying, indeed, like, you know, I want to temper the, the excitement for some people yeah, a little bit because... <laughs> This is not going to be a game that is going to be fun for everyone because people who just like to play just a general game you gotta kind of entertain yourself in that sense. Yeah, I think yeah. so. No, I no, think so. I mean, I haven't played it, of course. I don't know, but the way <laughs> that, the impression I'm getting. <laughs> well, is, well it's, is, you're is right because when I tried it at 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 the office uh, of Stress Level Zero, David had way more fun than me with this game because he like. I'm someone who's like, you know, checking out all the mechanics. Like, oh, how does this work? And he was just doing all these crazy things. He was like, oh, but can I do this? And can I do that? And he was just going all yeah. over the place. So the, the the more ideas you have in your mind, the the more alive this, this game uh, mm. becomes. So, yeah, yeah. It, as Rowdy said, it's definitely a part of the imagination that plays a big role here. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm so hyped. I'm so, so hyped uh, for it. On that, on that point, I'm going to mention one more thing because I, I love this from the description, but I didn't say it. Designed entirely for consistent universal rules, the advanced physics mechanics encourage players to confidently and creatively interact with the virtual world however you want. Yeah. And and that's the core that excites me mm. the most about it, rather than the story. Because I'm with Rowdy on the story. I think these guys aren't as much story writers. Maybe they're going to surprise us, but I don't think they're as much story writers as they are builders. And I think what they built is going to be interesting. And I think uh, it's going to be like an early echo of what the Source 2 engine yeah. will yeah, then yeah. later in 2020 really deliver. Yeah. Although, although what they did with Duck Hunt, I thought it was pretty okay. I yeah. mean, it wasn't the most most genius story ever or any, but they have yeah. to, I think they had to kind of add this to the mix to to sell it a little bit. You know, but I mean, like... If I get like a, like, like a six-hour story campaign and then this like open sandbox where I can do whatever I want in, I'll be super happy with that. Yeah, but like the thing I think that that is working in their favor incredibly well is the hype that led up to it, the timing of Valve's release announcements, and the fact when they're releasing. Like, I don't know if someone was talking inside to Valve or whatever, because if they did, great. If they didn't, this is super lucky for them because they're going to sell like hotcakes with all the with all the (laughs) Half Life Alex stuff out there already. For sure. For sure. Yeah, it's going to do. I'm so excited. I'm I'm glad actually that I'm not going to be here on next week's show. To talk about it. Oh, oh, we get to we get to trade places in that respect, yeah. Mike. Yeah, I know. Being off the show and not being able to talk about something and then see it just float down the river is a bit sad, but yeah, it's all right. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Uh, Chris Richardson again with another great question, which none of you have to answer, but he asked, and I'm sure audio listeners will be interested in this as well. He's like, are there any NDA copies floating around that people are playing at the moment? No comment. No comment. All right. So, um, poker face. before that, <laughs> what's that? Poker, poker face. Faces. Yeah, exactly. 
Who was it? Who, who did that song? Poker face. Lady Gaga. Uh, Lady, Lady Gaga. Gaga. Lady Gaga. Do I get points for that? I feel like we should have a quiz. <laughs> do I like, get points for that? We should have. Yeah, a, we, we should, should do a we quiz sometimes where this. we can win points and we all have our own little buzz button and I, we can. I like that 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 get that game idea though of like you teasing with some details of a yeah. game. We have to guess what game it is. I like that. Yeah. The chat can join in as well. Easy. It's 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 easy to win from Rowdy. That's for sure. After this pilot, so yeah. that's good. You're not Screw all to, of you. You're not allowed any help from the chat though. You're not allowed to look at the chat. No, oh, no. it's going to be hard. Yeah. For those of you devout F-Reality uh, fans, I'm going to dovetail now into a title that I'm sure none of you have heard of, but it is a segue from last week's spot uh, where we were talking about VR headsets for cattle. So it's like, what, what, what's coming out of this oh one? God. Country Road VR, and this is interesting. Um, I'm telling you that. I'm telling you that. Country Road VR... All right, is um, essentially a virtual petting zoo. But why is it interesting? It's because I think this is the first time I've seen a dedicated app, essentially, that is designed to treat dementia patients and other similar related diseases. Um, so it's a simple immersion uh, app that essentially lets you pet a goat, a chicken, a horse, this kind of thing. You get animals, uh, you know, making sounds back at you with some some haptic feedback. But this environment that's designed to reduce, you know, stress, agitation, and fear, the opposite of Resident Evil, uh, I thought was really interesting because it's actually got, it's got this like quality in this application, but it's being released to the consumer population. So, you know, it's not just limited to a, a single hospital or a single market. They're actually letting it out. And I think that's great. To see, because I, I don't remember, I don't know if you guys have seen something like this, but something in that space no. be released to consumers? I, 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 I've seen, like, it's, it's we know that there's, like, therapy with, for example, horses and how they react mm-hmm. to someone else, but I haven't seen anything that has been turned into something virtual in that sense. No. Where did this and what uh, is the, launch? The, the, Steam. Steam? Uh, well, yeah. And what is the exact, like, therapeutical effect, or is it more like... Uh, a reducing of of anxiety before a treatment or or something like that. So, I mean, the way that they described it, um, as I said, was they just said that it's a, it's it's an environment that promotes promotes relaxation, sensory stimulation, and gives a little bit of humor. So, oh, for okay. someone who's suffering from dementia, to help bring them down a notch. I don't think it's kind of prior or after. It, it is its own treatment in a way. And I know we've seen some cases where this has been effective. Uh, for for patients, yeah. mm-hmm. this is definitely one that David would be interested in checking out. Nathy, like uh, you know, for those of you out there that don't know that Nathy's brother David and and manager, he does healthcare in VR, right? This is this is job. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I just thought it was really interesting coming into the consumer field. Yeah. So um, again, I don't have a cost on it. Uh, it's interesting. It, it's been published by. Someone interactive and Elder's Choice Incorporated. I, I smile. I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that 12th this, of December. I'm so happy that they found Steam and that they decided <laughs> to because <laughs> that was the same when I tried another yeah. dementia simulator on on the Oculus Store. It's it's usually it's not getting distributed like in in that consumer space. So mm. it's yeah. because some some people will try it and then it's like wait. So I know someone who you know has that and maybe they should. So that's where. The, the, the problem so. that I see a little bit with that is that often in these kind of scenarios, they have to be done in like a very controlled environment. Um, so, I mean, I don't, I don't really know exactly how this will work. Mm. I saw the VR yeah. block and that was actually a thing that came to mind as well. 
uh, he, he mentions in the Twitch chat that there's a VR experience that helps kids with injections where the yeah. avatar in game administers a dose. And yeah. I, I thought it was going to be something like that as well, that, you know, that they were going to put the people in this kind of mm. environment, make them sure that they're relaxed, and then they're going to administer some kind of treatment. And I was wondering about that, hence my question. Live brain surgery right after. <laughs> Maybe not that, but... <laughs> now that you're calm. Now that you've played Pac-Man, let's just go in with a buzzsaw. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I've got one more uh, for for this week, um, which is an oldie, uh, which is getting a sequel, Budget Cuts 2. Mm-hmm. So uh, Budget Cuts 2 is dropping uh, on December 12th uh, for £24, about $30. And Neat Corporation uh, had a game before, if you hadn't played it, it was Budget Cuts. Very much reliant on these um, uh, kind of teleportation in portals, robots that want you dead. And I remember... Uh, violently chucking some knives at some robots. It was a lo- load of fun. Scissors. Um, scissors, knives, all these sharp objects. Toilet paper. Oh, no, it didn't work. Oh. So um, Budget Cuts is very much a kind of a stealth action game. Um, it stays true to its original roots in that you're teleporting around the place, um, and, and and there's some kind of smart puzzles uh, to follow on from that. Uh, they've promised you know new enemies, new gadgets, new environments. Um, we've seen on their trailer, you know, a, a, a speeding uh, train and things like that. So some new weapons too, and uh, some new weapons. Great yeah, humor as well. Always in those cross, games. I love cross, the humor. Their, their humor is good, and I like their sound design actually. Yeah. Um, I haven't had a chance to play this yet. Uh, it's coming out officially on the twelfth, and I think the one thing that I would say is they've they've clearly learned from some of the problems, and I've seen this across a couple of articles. The like collision detection, what they do when that happens in the game is a lot less frustrating in this title, is what I've heard. But I think for me, there's still the problem of like what we've said. We've said this is probably the third item in this list so far in the podcast where like time's moved on mm. and being restricted to teleport only. Mm. I'm not sure oh. I'm so happy wearing those shackles anymore. And also releasing on the same day as Boneworks, like... Uh, Two days oh, after. Oh, two days after, actually. Okay. So, I, I, like, I think Mike and I tried it at Gamescom. Mm. I, okay. like, the thing is, budget cuts at a rough launch, right? Mm. Didn't do that well at the start. They mm. fixed a lot of stuff. Uh, and uh, mechanics-wise, when this, when this demo uh, dropped, right, and when we saw the first trailers of this title, we were like, wow, this is, like, you know, next level. And... Back then, it was like the newest thing ever, you know, mm. teleporting, looking through a portal, and then you know, make your moves. Yeah, I, I, I don't like. I'm, I'm not completely sure if it's we are now. waiting for another budget cuts game. Do we really need another one? That's that's what I kind it's of kind wonder. Of what Zim uh, mentioned as well, like you know, there's been like a certain amount of time in between. Yeah, the first yeah, but and the yeah, one. but it's not just the mechanics. It's just overall, are people still interested in? Playing another. Um, well, I, I so one thing one that's end. worth mentioning. Go on. Yeah. So the one thing I just mentioned. So if you played the first one, all the way to the end, this picks up where you left yeah. off. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, but they've mentioned that you don't have to have played the first game to enjoy this. They made sure to design it that oh, way. Okay. So it, you can just jump in and, and enjoy budget cuts too. And honestly, from what I've heard, aside from that, I, I saw a pack for like forty pounds. You could get both games. But if it was me, I would actually say if you're interested in that style of game, you think that core gameplay loop is something you're interested in, you're okay with teleport, then I would probably just go for the second one. I like what they did with the first one. one. Like, I played it fully through. Uh, There were some, like, legit scary moments in there as well, which I I thought was awesome, Um, since I didn't really expect it to to take a turn like that. But um, 
I, I'm excited for the second one mainly because of that, because I followed the story in the first one and I'm kind of mm. interested in like seeing what happens next. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm quite excited about this. And, and for me, like, you know, playing the original budget cuts, like I had this moment in it when I was on my hands and knees on my floor <laughs> looking through like a, a vent in the ceiling and it was just so amazing. Mm, like yeah, that was just yeah. so cool. Yeah, no, they, they were, but what they were ahead of their that? time. Did, did you the try game? sticking your head through, you, through oh, your floor? Because oh, oh, I did that a couple of times. <laughs> no, I didn't. But yeah, you felt like you could put it that way. I, uh, I do think we're going to see a, a part for Quest in, in, in this. Because they, like, you know, Need Corporation made it with the help of Fast Travel, who That's made right. uh, Apex Construct. Yeah. And they parted that one over. And then as one of the first developers found out that Apex Construct on Quest sold way 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 better than the rift s version and even this week where you saw some games getting let's say the first day five reviews on rift s where the oculus quest goes like over a hundred already it's like it's almost sad to see how the quest hype train just rolls over everything else and just (laughs) it doesn't care it's the same that's that's a good thing for us i guess yeah Yeah, i don't know but it's good for the well i mean it's not like the other headsets get hurt by, you know, mm. that. But it's like you just see the Quest is just on a total different level than the rest. It is. It is. Yeah, it is. So that was pottery, <laughs> bars, Pottery. Cows and knives. I'm going to go for the pottery one, I guess. And that was your releases wow. coming next week. Wow, what what a mix. What a mix. <laughs> Who would have thought that we'd be talking about a pottery game as alongside Boneworks? This is the thing, like like Zim mentioned, we never Physics. talk about this stuff before the show. Everything we talk about is live, so we can have some fun no, reactions. Nothing, nothing is staged I like, here. I've always liked the surprise element. It just keeps you on your toes. The chickens was the best one I ever got you guys with. But, you know, you should go back that was go great. back to that episode if you missed it. Quality. Um, so let's talk about our main topic this week, and that is the Qualcomm Snapdragon XR2 processor. Now, why is this Portman and why do we care? Well, let me tell you why. Qualcomm, they currently are providing processors that power all the standalone VR headsets pretty much. The Quest, the Go, Vifocus, Lenovo, Nreal, AR headset, even the HoloLens is using Qualcomm Snapdragon processors um, inside the headsets. Now, the Oculus Quest uh, uses a Snapdragon 835 processor which was predominantly a mobile phone processor and it's kind of an older one as well so when oculus first announced the quest and they said that they were using this processor a lot of people actually got really upset with it and were very negative about this headset before even trying it just based on this processor alone because they weren't they didn't think it could achieve what oculus was saying it could but as we've we've witnessed now months and months later you know with 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 hard work in the development side and some real fine-tuning of the optimization of the game, you can create some amazing-looking games on the Quest, such as Red Matter and The Climb, like we talked about today. Um, <laughs> you have to pause there for sure. a second. This is sad, but I know as a PC enthusiast who's used to upgrading his PC every year or two years, yeah. when you get a mobile headset, the, 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 uh, the concept that at some stage that processor is going to get better, it kind of just blew my mind a little bit. I'm kind of like, okay, now I'm really excited. Yeah. Okay, yeah, continue. exactly. 
Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, as, as much as I love the Quest, I think it's a fantastic headset, I do sometimes feel like it is a bit sluggish. Like sometimes between apps and, and browsing and doing bits and pieces, sometimes it can just slow down a little bit. So this new news of a Snapdragon processor dedicated to AR and VR devices is like, Zim, I'm really excited about it because that's exactly what this is. The XR2 is a chipset specifically designed for AR and VR. So um, apparently... They announced it this week at a big sort of showcase, and these are some of the specs that they touted on stage. Now, they said that the XR2 chipset will offer twice the GPU and CPU performance of the 835, so we're talking twice the power of the Quest. And that's, that's a big jump. Uh, that's big. It's a big jump. And it gets even better. It can provide four times the pixel throughput and offer up to six times the resolution. So that's we're talking up to 3K resolutions per eye here. So this is more than what the Index can offer in a, on a mobile chipset. And this is a... Rowdy, do not pop my bubble. I'm excited. All right, do not pop my bubble. Thank you. No, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't going to pop times. it. I was going to be like, you know, this is the thing about computing. You know, as soon as there are enough people interested in it, you have that mm-hmm. like that exponential drive in like com- computing power that is like just uh, Im- improving constantly. Yeah. Are you yeah. Cool. Your bubble still okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think my bubble's still okay. So, I was just worried he was going to jump in and be like, "This is like an incremental leap, and you won't notice right. it or whatever." But I actually, I, I think for mobile VR, I think we will notice twice, twice definitely. the power of the Quest. Twice. I think we're going to notice that. We're like at the original iPhone, yeah, that big chunky brick, and we're, we've still got to go through those revisions. Yeah, so. exactly. Um, mm. But you know, with up to three K resolutions per eye, and we're talking at refresh rates of like you know ninety hertz here, not seventy two hertz like we're locked to at the moment. And, and even at lower resolutions, we could see the refresh rate push even higher up to 120 hertz. So mm. like kind of refresh rates that we're seeing on the index uh, at the moment, I like. which is very cool. Um, the other really interesting thing is that this chip can support up to seven tracking cameras. So that's uh, going to provide better tracking volumes, more cameras dotted around the headset for tracking. But the more excited thing, which I think I'm really interested in, is that that also includes eye tracking and facial expression tracking, uh, which could be a, a game changer for social experiences. Uh, so I'm confused. So are they saying that there's there's pipes on the chipset that are dedicated for processing those types of interactions? Is that what they're exactly. saying? From a chipset design? Ex- exactly. Yeah, okay. So up to okay. seven cameras um, that could be tracking cameras or facial tracking cameras or eye tracking cameras, as up to seven basically is what they're offering on this platform. Um, they're also going to be able to support true pass-through mixed reality modes where VR and AR can coexist in one device and users can actually toggle between the levels of immersion. So say you're in a VR game, for example, and you want to get a slight view of what's going on around you so you're not completely shut off from the real world, then you can toggle that slightly and get a pass-through effect added as a layer onto your VR game. It's like an opacity kind of thing. Whoa, whoa, yeah, the opacity thing. But I just imagined it. Yeah. Think it's like a volume slider on your yeah. phone. On this side is reality. On this side is F reality. Oh. <laughs> F reality slider. I do have to say, like uh, watching the trailer, it's a lot of bollocks what they're showing there, though. Like, <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> like, what the heck? Like they, they've shown. I, I've, I've just watched the entire trailer that you know Zim has been playing, but it's all like AR. It's all kind of people using. Artificial um, the uh, the uh, the augmented reality without actually wearing the glasses. The glasses they're showing, I don't know which glasses. I saw someone in chat. I think it was Eric Hardy saying that it was the XR2 reference design headset. Yeah, but that thing isn't out, right? I mean, no. I haven't seen anyone use something like that uh, in a video yet. It's, so, uh, it looks like sunglasses, which with some kind of 
amazing kind of this, technology this, behind it. You're, you're, this, you're what right. you, this is what you just said. If you watch this two years later, it's not going to age well, I'm afraid. So, so <laughs> yeah, well, we, we know to be wary of like AR trailers. I'm looking at you, Magic Leap, with the, you know, the whale jumping in the school, like mm-hmm. the basketball court. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, just like Eric Hartley uh, said in the chat, and he's completely right, the, the, vi- the glasses that you see in the video are a reference design from Qualcomm. So they're going to be making a reference, and then you're going to be able to see like manufacturers like Asus or Lenovo mm. tweaking that design and making their own version yeah, of it. Because the, the main thing that I still have with augmented reality headset, I've, I've tried the HoloLens, and I wasn't a big fan just because of the, the ridiculously small field of view that you have. And mm-hmm. Like, as soon as that is not like, because that's a thing that I would like to see, because that's a thing that is like cool. Like, if you have a big field of view, like your own eyes have, like about like 110 degrees. Yeah. So oh. then. Yeah, no, no, that's true. Uh, and I, I think we will what see. Is the, what is it for this? Well, so, 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 so this, the, I, I, I'm more excited about the VR element of this, obviously, but, you know, yeah. the AR thing yeah, is yeah. a part of this chipset as well. And, and Niantic, the people behind Pokemon Go, are behind this concept as well. So I would imagine these glasses, these reference design glasses, are going to probably support the next version of Pokemon Go, where you're going to be able to wear it out in the streets like we've always wanted and catch your favorite Pokemon. Um, but this also, this chip can also support up to 8K 360 video, um, which also op- opens up the opportunities for for a new generation of really immersive 360 mm. and 180 video content. So, um, so we're talking Oculus Quest 2 and, I don't know, Vive Focus 2 and whatever standalone VR headset comes next. Yeah, so... Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it, it, it might not be the Quest 2. It might be a Quest competitor even decides to utilize this chipset. Um, because, Correct. like, you know, we haven't seen any competition really for the Quest. No, no one's really st- stood up to that plate. You know, the but Vive... they have seen the success, though, so they well, must be triggered by that. Absolutely. And no, I think to next quote year. Xbox, nobody is interested in virtual reality. That's, that's, <laughs> that's just. Uh, that's just Phil story. Spencer, bless him. Um, <laughs> But um, <laughs> but you know I think next year you know with Half Life Alex with with the success of the Quest um, we will see more competition and this is likely going to be like the processor that's going to you know really step it up to what the Quest can offer now but I do think probably it's likely that the Quest Two will utilize this chipset as well seeing what it can offer. Yeah, um, developers are going to hate me for saying this. I kind of like the leaps and bounds of development prowess that are shown by development studios who've managed to do what they can do with the quest because it's such a limited um, canvas to work with and it's got so many restrictions but they've still managed to deliver some pretty cool stuff so actually even though this chip is coming um, I'm kind of glad that the initial uh, starting point really pushed people to consider what was possible because like back in the day when you only had a limited disc size, Mm -hmm. either on a CD or a floppy or something, you had to fit your game in that. So you couldn't be sloppy. And actually it, there's a lot of slop in like modern PC games because it's like, all right, we've got hard drives that are seven terabytes Mm -hmm. and you know, I can just chuck all this to memory and you know, there's a lot of slop. So for, for old school programmers, I think, a, the quest as a platform has been a really good kind of reset button, and it'll be nice to have the extra pastures open up. Yeah. But yeah, for sure. I'm glad I'm, we've gone through that. Yeah. The, thing, the thing that I'm still more excited about is just reduce weight. If well, it can just take up more weight, yeah, and, and, better and, battery life. And this this is my point because of course you don't get all these features for free. You know they they cost more battery life. It's gonna you're gonna need bigger, more intensive batteries. But my guess is that the next iteration of Quest 
the battery won't be in the headset. I think they'll probably go down the Magic Leap route and have like a, a pack that you clip to your belt or something like that. I think oh. they're gonna build it into the back of oh. the head strap and then. Yeah, that's uh, what I'm thinking. Think, I think they'll, if it's safe. If it's yeah, safe. Yeah, <laughs> I was like thinking that as well. I, yeah. I don't know. Because like it's such a complex kind of thing. It is, it is, it's, it's actually the battery is the toughest part. Yeah. But one of the cool things about the uh, curve of CPU cycles and that is the smaller the nanometer diameter between um, when you're trying to make like a potential difference between two circuits or whatever and get that capacitive effect, you you can actually do that with less and less and less power now. Mm. So you're getting actually more crunch out of it with drawing less from the mm-hmm. battery. So actually, that's why we've ended up with amazing things in a phone-shaped package. But so still it's, it's, it doesn't necessarily mean that bulk is going to be the only way forward. We can probably still slim down, but still, battery it's, tech... It's, it's interesting to so see small. like uh, how fast like, technology advances, while if there's one technology that is like very slowly progressing, it's battery technology. I mean, it's, still, right, it's yeah. still the same kind of technology from yeah. like the time that it was invented. It's still a chemical process that it's based on. I still love this idea, though. Like Mike put it in my head now, but that there's going to be AR players swarming the streets. I mean, poor old Ray Charles, right? I mean, he died too early. He died back in 2004. Everyone's going to look like him on the streets now, you know? Like with these like (laughs) dark shaded glasses walking around catching Pikachu. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And and really, like in terms of features, I'm I'm really just scratching the surface. They're also going to be 11 times better at processing AI in games than the current Quest version. Uh, it also is going to support 5G, so there's going to be options to have like that really fast wireless connections. Um, That's really important. So, and the, the, the important thing, this is uh, something I wanted to mention as well. So 5G is important because uh, Wi-Fi is relatively friendly uh, when it comes to uh, I, again, remember before I said I don't like those units that sit on your head that are high bandwidth? Yeah. Because yeah. that has a much higher effect in terms of thinking like cancer and that than Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi is, I'm not going to say it's safe, but it's relatively safe in contrast. I'm going to disagree again. I have to, sorry, I have to. (laughs) You can. Okay, yeah, discussion for for another time, I guess. You know, I'm just going to end it here by saying, what if next year there's going to be a new head strap made out of tin foil? (laughs) But... (laughs) <laughs> going back going back to the XR2 chip, you know, I, I think it's cool. Like, it's literally just been announced. I think it's very exciting, you know, to have a dedicated chip for, for VR and AR coming in the future. We don't have to rely on these, like, you know, mobile chipsets anymore that are being put in these headsets. And yeah, I, I, plus, like, like dedicated to VR, a chipset yeah. dedicated to VR. I think, like, that by itself already means a lot of where we are right yeah. now in history. And like I said, I really hope that this drives competition. I really hope that oh, yeah. there I, is I competition, competition for the Quest because, oh, you know, having God, a single yeah. company dominate a market isn't good for anyone. Uh, it's not good for consumers um, either. So I think, you know, more competition in the market space next year is going to be really interesting to see. I'm surprised, to be honest, that the prices on Quest, I shouldn't be saying this, shouldn't say this. Oculus, stop listening. The prices on Quest aren't more. You know, like like uh, the software isn't more expensive because at the moment they they're kind of got the market cornered to an extent. Like if you're a Quest mm. owner, true. You know, I what think I mean? they've learned. Like, though, I think they've learned a lot over the years from from the PC based uh, market in that you you know there is a certain can't demand there's a, price. a certain sweet spot yeah. for a VR game that you can. I just ask. wonder if yeah. there's a company that can at this point that is not Facebook that can compete with that. Compete. Oh yeah. 
Uh, I'm, I'm sure there there are. You know, Google Google maybe might might do something else again. You know, they've they've made headsets before. Lenovo, Asus, Apple, Samsung. Samsung. Yeah, they they're all players Ra- out there. Razer. Razer. The they time, made the OS VR. Standing still, of course. 3D head. Yeah. 3D hat, yeah, no, that's the, the one. Return that's the return of 3D head. Oh yeah, it's gonna be smaller. It's gonna happen. Time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 3D head too. Ultra HD. So yeah, that is in a nutshell the Snapdragon XR2, an exciting cool. new chipset yeah. for AR and VR. Lots of uh, plenty of cool bogus features. Trailer. With uh, a bogus trailer, but it is fantastic news, and actually, it's it's something that the, the second you see it, like it's the kind of thing that you put it <laughs> as your as your thumb or whatever, this chip, no one will fucking watch that because no one knows to get excited for it and like what it means, yeah. but it's very exciting. Yeah. What's the, when is this expected to come next, out? Next Sorry, year. Next year. Yeah. So, okay. No specific Apparently date. they're already working with partners uh, that have already have access to this. So it could be that Oculus already have access to this and they're working on maybe something. Maybe Sony which, will release a, a standalone. Yeah. It's not beyond the realms of possibility for sure. Yeah. Think about a PSVR that you like just put into a charging base and you pick up. That's so going to happen, right? Yeah. Like, and and if someone can compete with Oculus, it is definitely Sony for sure. That's the answer to your question, actually. If you want to lose me in VR forever, then that's, that's what needs to happen. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so there you have it. It's been a, an interesting show this week. Um, yes. I'm going to be away next week, actually. So wow. uh, Zim's going to be hosting the show. I'm, I'm gutted that I'm not going to be here to talk about Boneworks, but uh, I'll make sure I talk about it when I come back. Um, but it's let okay. me do a, a quick recap of the show and then gives uh, gives the chat some time to answer ask us some questions before we say goodbye. So, uh, so just a reminder, it's a, a weekly VR, AR and MR talk show live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook and on Twitch. We, uh, we use Restream.io to make all this possible, by the way. So if you want to do a multi-stream cast in the future, that is definitely yes. the way to do it. We'd recommend it. Uh, you can also catch the show in VR, chat with other like-minded VR enthusiasts using big screen TV. Really cool way to watch the show. The show goes live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, 12 midday in Central US. And also check out the audio version. On avail- it's available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and on Spotify. And, and what else? Leave a like on this video. Make sh- make else? sure you subscribed. Yeah, that's it. I, I did it all. And come back on Wednesday. Nope. Oh, <laughs> I missed something. Oh, yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. Come back on Wednesday yeah. for a hot hot clip of <laughs> something from the middle of the show. If there's something that in particular you liked, tell us now or forever yeah. hold your peace. So there, yeah. I want to throw something else into this like podcast today, and that is that I think it was was it last week that the Oculus Go sold very well. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. of Black Friday. Yep. And then, yeah. to my surprise, a whole discussion started of why it shouldn't be <laughs> the top seller and what caused that. And yeah. I have no I have no idea how this all happened because, yeah. in my opinion, we should be very supportive of the go of almost every headset. Yep. People also already said, like, hey, you know, not everyone, but some, that this headset was, you know, done and that it confused consumers in buying that specific headset and not the other ones and i, I that doesn't like it's in the it, it has a great price yeah that's all i'm gonna say yeah and it was like what, 150 like, bucks yeah 
And, and, and the thing is, like, with the Oculus Go, I still think it's a headset for a very specific audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, if you're a, a media consumer and that's the only thing what you want to do in virtual reality or you have uh, a, a certain kind of disability or you, I don't know, there's, there's so many reasons I can think of that, that you might not want a Quest or a Rift. Why would you pay more for that mm-hmm. if you're not going to use those extra kind of features? Yeah. Of course, we all like the Quest better than we like the Oculus Go but we're using it for completely different means than the, the majority yeah. of the people that would buy a Go. Yeah. And, and, of and course, even all if you make a mistake, if you intended to buy an Oculus Quest and you bought an Oculus Go because you thought it was the same thing, well, then you just yeah. misinformed. But, I think volume-wise, there's actually been a little bit of a flood because I don't usually get Go questions, and this week I've been getting a bunch. Um, so I think there's a bunch of people who got in and are like, what can I do on this? What, what on PC can I This is a question I got a lot. What can I play on PC through the Go, even if I'm using other apps? Like, what are the games that mm. I can play with it, you know, yeah. that I can kind of connect to? And there's, I was racking my brain, like, other than the games that the Go has natively and using it for media watching, watching videos, that type of stuff. But even yeah. e- Is there so, much in the way of, like, linking it to, the, to a PC and playing that way? You can play 2D games through, like, a virtual desktop. Exactly that. Real quick, real quick. It was even under $60 at Nordstrom Rec Stores. Wow. It says it was hardly. What? So, <laughs> That's crazy. So, but, yeah, wow. e- even just, just to use it for virtual desktop to play you know, PC games like in another room in your house, completely immersed. I think that's worth 150 bucks alone. You know, I, and I, I think I, when I saw yeah. people a bit like uh, Nathy said, saying that they were poisoning the well by buying, you know, it's just like, it, it was, it <laughs> Please, was, it, that's, that's, it, it was that's ridiculous. Nonsense. Yeah. That's nonsense. But, uh, yeah. you know, there are so many also native games on Go that you can play. You know, it's, it's, yeah. of Face course, your fears. entertainment. You yeah. can't you can't play that on Quest and Narrows. Narrows is still my favorite. So someone, Love that. someone in the chat kind of summed it up. People uh, were super worried that uh, it were like clueless parents and aunts buying an Oculus Go, and then all the disappointment that. on Xmas started with the fact that they wanted to have a Quest. I don't I don't, I don't believe that. that. I think that's complete bullshit. Hmm. Uh, I know as a I was kid, like, and, like if if I wanted something, I made one hundred percent sure that my parents knew exactly what to get me. I'd show them pictures. I'd show them device codes if I had to. I showed them the link to the freaking website. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah, they wouldn't come home with an Oculus Go if I asked for an <laughs> Oculus Quest. No way. And if they came home with an Oculus Go, I'd probably still be happy because I probably never tried virtual. I, I, I th- I'm gonna go on the other side. I I have for my entire life lived with parents, both of whom are technophobes. And they would totally muck it up and get it wrong. It's your so fault. I, I, I understand. <laughs> but it's I not the majority. It's not, it's not the no. cause of I, the seal that went on. No. That's the and, thing. and to be honest, <clears throat> this is gray. That one's black. Yeah. Right? Plus, I, the Oculus Go is a great headset. It is. It is. It's not a bad headset. No. No. So, I don't I, know. But it's. I use, I use it every week. To, to, to kind of wrap that up, is this funny that I see some people have like, a, let's say, are a role model in a way, and they should be in the VR industry, and then they they say the wrong things, and they are also <laughs> misinformed in a way where they never tried to go. I'm like, if you never tried to go, mm. then just don't say anything, please. But I also, I also think that, like, I think opinions are good, because oh, yeah. they do draw out these discussions, yeah, yeah. and it's good to see all frames, yeah, and yeah. I actually don't mind, like... We, I think we should be uh, also tolerant enough. Like, I'm sure we've all had a rough opinion at some stage that was kind of <laughs> off-piste. But, you know, being opinionated is not necessarily a bad thing. Even if it's on a basis that's unpopular or whatever, I still like that the fact that that discussion happens and that we have, like, a global community that, that 
talks about mm-hmm. these things because that's fun. It's fun to like discuss and yeah. figure out. Okay, no, that's, that's you know, where you sit. That, and that's, all of that. that's why this podcast is so amazing. That's exactly uh, why this podcast uh, exists. And 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 by the way, if you did buy a Go, Facebook Horizon is coming to the Go as well, and hopefully it's going to be cross-platform. So there's still enough oh. to look forward to. Yeah. So let's know. Cool. Is there any questions in the chat before we wrap this one up? Hey, sorry, I was I was ranting too much okay. about this whole <laughs> no, thing. No, I, I agree. It's a fair point. It's a, it's yeah. a fair point. PD asked, "Is Mike off climbing?" No, uh, I've got a Christmas party to go to next uh, Saturday. So, oh, yeah. Wow. And uh, po- pocket CPU for VR. Not sure what that means, Robin. But pocket pocket CPU. Pocket CPU for VR. A PSU like a power supply. Oh, oh power supply. PSU. Yeah. Okay. Oh uh, yeah. No. Hmm. Okay. Um, no, that's okay, us. Cool. Well, uh, have yeah. a great week. Enjoy Boneworks, of course. Like, oh my god. I'm so hyped for that game. Uh, also, make sure you uh, catch the uh, live stream of Nathie's talking about Half-Life Alex of the Game Awards. If he ends up doing it, maybe not. If he ends up doing it, yeah. <laughs> Might not be worth it. Just do a reaction video. Save you a lot of time. Um, <laughs> have a great week in VR. Until uh, in two weeks' time, I'll see you. But these guys will be back next week at the usual time. So until then, take care and bye-bye for now.